Free Talk Live. Breaking news, breaking news. Fresh, hot off the presses. That's right. Your panini grill is going to give you the news. Yummy. Javier Malay has won the election for president in Argentina. Let's move. Let's move. That's right. He's being called a populist in some of the media. Uh, although he has referred to himself as an anarcho-capitalist, uh, and other folks have referred to him as libertarian, because he has made some very radical statements, uh, at least for people who don't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He seems pretty like tame. Like, yeah, like like if you listen to the show regularly, stuff he says, you're like, oh, he sounds like those guys in Free Talk Live. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't listen to this show, uh, you might think. That stuff he says about the state is rather radical. Like he hates the state. He thinks the state is crap. He thinks now it he's has in charge no of it. And yeah, so now <laughs> no, he's in charge of it. So yeah, let's see what yeah, happens. Let's see what happens. Um, he might be all hat and no cattle. So we're going to talk about that. I just wanted to get the breaking news out. You know, first thing because this like literally happened moments ago. We were at dinner before tonight's show, and somebody else was paying attention to it. I had spaced it out. I was meaning to check on it, and I was busy conversing with other people. Uh, at our social event, and so uh, they go, hey, hey, Captain, Javier won. I'm like, oh. So I went and I looked. I found an article on it, and yeah. so here we are. But, right. uh, yeah, it is Free Talk Live. Uh, it's the Sunday night edition. We do things a little bit differently on this particular night than we do on, well, some of the other nights. So hopefully you enjoy tonight's program. Uh, Captain's Log, star dates one 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 nine two zero two three. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. If you will. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. Happy to have you both here. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. The telephone number for the listeners, if you want to join us tonight, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Phone lines are open. So give us a call, talk about whatever's on your mind, talk about what we're talking about, bring up any subject. Change the subject. Change the subject if you like, <laughs> you know, or segue from a subject, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. At the bottom of the hour. Or the top or, or top the, of the middle hour, yeah. or whenever we get to your call. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it's call fun. now. Operators are standing by. <laughs> no, there aren't. <laughs> the captain is standing by. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, we had uh, folks answering the calls yeah. for us and screening them, but uh, that time has long gone. It's been years. So, yeah, now we... Now we're saving on the payroll. Now we're DIY. <laughs> I love it when people are like, "Oh yeah, the guy I ta- the guy that screened my call. <laughs> yep, that would be would it's be me. me." Yeah, I don't even mention it now. They're like, "Yeah, the guy who screened my call sounded like a jerk." Like, yeah, yeah that guy. Like, really yeah, we hate him. We'll fire him. Don't yeah, worry don't, about it. Don't worry. He's a he's an intern. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this from devdiscourse.com, a website I have never heard of until today. Uh, Argentina elects shock therapy libertarian. Shock therapy. That's what is shock that in quotes. Mean? Yeah. Shock I, politician. I think this is just a term they've given him because he's so different. Yeah. He's shocking, right? Like to some extent, what we do here on Free Talk Live could be considered shock jock, right? 
because we talk about things that, well, regular radio and TV and media and all that doesn't talk about, like, ever. Yeah. Really. Like, we're literally the only nationally syndicated radio program that that has uh, the viewpoints that we do of freedom, peace, prosperity. Uh, we talk about how the state is evil uh, and how, it, you know, I mean, from my point of view, at least, uh, it's antique and barbaric and needs to go away quickly. Um, and Javier Malay seems to share some of that sentiment, at least so far. It's got that shock therapy. So far. So anyway, uh, Javier Malay, elected libertarian president of Argentina. Supporters of Massa 51, that's the opponent in the race, experienced a political wheeler-dealer, had sought to appeal to voters' fears about Malay's volatile character and chainsaw plan to cut back the size of the state. Uh, there's video of him talking about this. Really? Uh, With a chainsaw? I believe he had, you know, he was wow. like destroying, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also had a thing where, like, he had a whiteboard with, like, all the different departments of whatever. Department of Redundancy Department. and right. Department of this, that, and the other. And, like, yeah. he's like, gone. Gone. He's just tearing up. <laughs> Department of this. Gone. gone. Department of that. Gone. gone. I'd get rid of them all. Right? You nice. know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. like... At least the rhetoric is entertaining and spot on from a libertarian perspective, right? Right. Like uh, I said, hopefully he's not all hat and no cattle. Well, and and this is the problem with elections. Like, far be it from him to be the first guy to lie his way into office and not fulfill any of his promises. <laughs> Those whiteboard videos, I was just fooling. Yeah, but it seems like when someone's... I mean, he seems pretty on point. Normally, politicians, it's like, yeah, they're saying a few cool things, but most of what they believe is crap. Yep. I this guy is different he's, than any other he's presidential. Yeah, like in his presentation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be shocked. <laughs> Just like everybody else is shocked. Just would like shock everybody therapy? else. Would it be therapeutic shocking? Yeah. No. Okay. Because, like, we've seen even, um, uh, uh, like, like Vivek, right? He's flip-flopped on so many things. Like, it seems like these guys who are running for, for president in the U.S. that aren't Biden or Trump, right, uh, like cater whatever they're saying to whatever their current audience that they're speaking yeah, in to front whoever, of is. Yeah, to whoever. Yeah. Clowns. Right. Clowns, all of them. Right. So if they come to, like, Porkfest and speak, right, like RFK yeah. came, right, that Clown. was tailored to the Porkfest audience, right? Yep. But then he goes and yeah. speaks in front of a bunch of, you know, uh, lefties or whatever, and, and his, his tone changes, changes his promises tone. change. I'm always really disappointed when, like, freedom, liberty-loving people yeah. are backing candidates like Vivek or uh, JF, what is it, JFK or RFK? RFK. RFK, okay. Um, RF, because RF, RF, well, not going to win so, the election anyway. So Radio frequency. RF whoever, right? <laughs> so the only reason why they liked him at first was because he's like anti-vax right. or whatever. Right. That's a, really well, that's a good dumb, place to start, though. It's a good place to start, but it's a pretty dumb reason to elect someone to be president. And then they're saying like, oh, a couple other things. But most of what this guy believes is garbage. Same with Vivek. He doesn't even believe in like property rights and like basic yeah. freedom 101. And people are like... Totally, you know. I was gonna say something. Yeah, I, I probably think, can't say I on think, the air, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they, you know, they they speak like to them. me, sister Nikki. Yeah, they, speak to me. It's just kind of embarrassing. It's like, why are you guys simping for this guy? Like, you know, yeah. Vivek is the, he's the cleanest shirt in the laundry. I think. Yeah. 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 You know, if you got to pull out a dirty shirt out of the laundry, he's probably the best one. 
Probably. You know, 90, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. 99% of all the socks in the laundry dirty up the 1%. <laughs> it's like the police. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that uh, apparently uh, for every sock that you lose in the laundry, it comes back as a, a Tupperware lid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. With no right. bowl. Right. You know, no container yeah. that fits it. Right. Yeah. And in, into a, a cabinet that you can't open because the wall just come crashing. I, like I'm hoping I can reverse that. I want to go get like a bunch of Tupperware lids, <laughs> get some new socks. Yeah, because you like, do some sort of like seance or something, you know, and like then a have ritual. them turn into socks. Yeah. What is the witchcraft for this? How do we do this? It. Somebody call in if they know how to do this. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you know how to turn Tupperware lids into socks. <laughs> All right, so uh, supporters of Massa, an experienced political wheeler-dealer, had sought to appeal to voters' fears, as politicians like to do, as governments like to do. The only thing they do is stoke fear, really. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, follow through with the threats of uh, violence and caging. Uh, Malay's policies scare me, says teacher Susanna Martinez, 42, on Sunday after she voted for Massa. Argentina, however, elected libertarian outsider Javier Malay as its new president on Sunday. Like literally moments ago, maybe an hour ago or something right. like that, hour and a half, uh, was when the news uh, got to us. So, I mean, this news is literally a couple hours old. Fresh. Cops. Yeah. Uh, they rolled the dice on an outsider with radical views. <laughs> he grows his own food. <laughs> oh, you mean he, 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 he doesn't believe in like hyperinflation and central banking and, you know. That's pretty radical. He doesn't want to start any wars. Radical views to fix an economy. Economy? Wow. Economy battered by triple-digit inflation, a looming recession, and rising poverty. Sound familiar? Yeah, he's he's only for that double. Sure he, he's only for double-digit inflation. Yeah, the triple-digit has to go. Official results have not yet been released, but his rival, uh, Peronist Economy Minister Sergio Massa, conceded in a speech. His candidacy was hampered by the country's worst economic crisis in two decades, while he has been at the helm. Malay is pledging economic shock therapy. Oh, yeah. His plans include shutting the central bank, ditching the peso entirely, slashing spending, and potentially painful reforms that resonated with voters angry at the economic malaise, but sparked fears of austerity in others. Malay is the new thing. He's a bit of an unknown, and it is a little scary, but it's time to turn over a new page, said 31-year-old restaurant worker Christian as he voted on Sunday. But Malay's challenges are enormous. He will have to deal with the empty coffers of the government and central bank, a creaking $44 billion debt program with the International Monetary Fund. Oh, geez, they're on the hook with the IMF. Mm -hmm. Inflation nearing 150% and a dizzying array of capital controls. With many Argentines not fully convinced by either candidate, some had characterized the vote as a choice of the lesser evil. Fear. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I choose to vote for no evil. I, I choose to vote for the dirty shirt over the dirty <laughs> pants. Because <laughs> the shirt's not going to be as dirty as the pants. What yeah. If, what if they're yeah. not wearing Yeah, it's like kind of gross to put on the dirty pants, <laughs> but the dirty shirt, for, it's like, meh. I'm voting for the Tupperware. <laughs> uh, so economic anger at Massa and his party for an economic crisis that has left Argentina deeply in debt and unable to tap global credit markets. Malay has been particularly popular amongst the young, who have grown up seeing their country lurch from one crisis to another. Wow. 
Ah, oh, it's like a mirror image of the yeah. United States somehow, except they're further along in their their hell. Yeah, <laughs> right. Their, their it's like looking into a crystal hell. ball. Right. It's like in three years, yeah. this is what will, will come to your country. Circle, the sixth circle of hell is where they're at. We're in the third circle. Uh, quote, our generation is pushing the presidency of Malay to stop our country being a pariah, said Augustina Lista, 22, a student in Buenos Aires. Malay's win shakes up Argentina's political landscape and economic roadmap and could impact trade in grains, lithium, and hydrocarbons. Oh, lithium. Hmm. The IMF probably loves that. Oh, you owe us money? We'll take your lithium. Got like, any solar panels? You, you mean like the, the pill form or the battery form? I think the battery yeah, form. Yeah, which one? The battery form. That's why they're pushing all this stuff. If you are uh, prescribed lithium, right, for your, your mental health condition, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and uh, and then it's, you know, the apocalypse shows up, can you just eat some batteries? No, you eat the lithium and put a solar panel in each ear. Oh, like okay. Positive oh. and negative, and you can just, you know, just go at it all day. Sweet. <laughs> You're, You're fine. Lithi- lithium lasts forever. <laughs> Uh, Malay has criticized China and Brazil, saying he won't deal with communists. Ooh, wow. And, and favors stronger U.S. ties. Yeah, it's also socialist. Uh, the shock rise of the 53-year-old economist and former TV pundit has been the story of the election, breaking the hegemony of the two main political forces on the left and the right, the, the Peronists and the main together-for-change conservative bloc. I, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. That's their thing. The election marks a profound rapture. Oh, rupture. Sorry, not rapture. <laughs> well, it could be rapture. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's next year. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be reading too much into this, biblical people. The election marks a profound rupture in the system of political representation in Argentina, said Julio Birdman. That's right. What? Spelled with a U, though. An I. Cool. Birdman. 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 I'm Birdman. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Tweet it out. He's the director of the consultancy Observatorio Electoral ahead of the vote. Supporters of Massa 51, an experienced political wheeler dealer. I mean, but you're redundant. That sounds there. like a bad thing. Wheeler dealer? <laughs> I mean, but so is. That sounds like, oh, like you're a con artist or something. You know what I mean? He's a politician. He's a politician. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of fits. <laughs> wheeler dealer. Had sought to appeal to voters' fears about Malay's volatile character and chainsaw plan to cut back the size of the state. Malay's <laughs> policies scare me. We already covered this. Uh, I guess they didn't fall for the uh, for the fear. Oh, I see. They repeated it. Oh, this is a horribly put together article. Although, oh, translated. it was just like a couple of, like, yeah. two hours yeah. ago, tops. Uh, Malay is also staunchly anti-abortion, favors looser gun laws, and has called Argentine Pope Francis a socialist SOB. Nice. I like that. He used to carry a chainsaw in symbol of his planned cuts, but shelved yeah. it in recent weeks to help boost his moderate image. That's funny. So that's where, because the story we covered on uh, Wednesday was talking about how um, his supporters will dress up like him. They made masks of his face. His haircut. Um, yeah, they love that's his haircut. The um, they were dressing up like lions because that's his thing. He's like the king of the jungle, I think he calls oh, himself. Cool. Um, and then the chainsaws, and we, we kind of <laughs> never got an explanation for the chainsaws. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack now, baby. baby. Yeah. Anyone familiar with Jackal, the band? No, okay. just look up. Uh, what is it? What's it? Is it a chainsaw song? The right? chainsaw song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were great. They were famous for that chainsaw solo. Um, let's uh, let's go to. We have a call holding. Let's see if we can 
bring them on. Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? You're live on the radio on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hello, caller. You're on the air. Turn down your radio. Radio. Yeah, turn your radio, radio down, caller. Turn down your radio. Radio. All right, well, when you turn your radio down, maybe we'll bring you back. <laughs> the captain continues. All right. After October's first round vote, Malay struck an uneasy alliance with the conservatives, which boosted his support. But he faces a highly fragmented Congress with no single bloc having a majority, meaning that he will need to get backing from other factions to push through legislation. Malay's coalition also does not have any regional governors or mayors. That may temper some of his more radical proposals. Long-suffering voters are likely to have little patience, and the threat of social unrest is never far below the surface. His backers say only he can uproot the political status quo and economic malaise that has dogged South America's second-largest economy for years. Malay is the only viable option, so we do not end up in misery, said Santiago Naria, a 34-year-old accountant. Uh, This story has not been edited by this website and is uh, generated partially by a syndicated feed. Okay, very well. So well, hey, give him a chance. I mean, the younger the younger population, you know, they've been suffering. They want something new. Let's go back to this unscreened caller and see if they've turned their radio down. Radio down. Radio Hello, down. caller. Hey. Hey, what's your name? Are you talking to me? We are talking to you. Yes, you're live on the radio right oh now. Oh my gosh, hey, I'm so happy. To... Um, I'm Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Hey, so this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in the shower at some at a hotel. I'm in the shower, that's in the Newark. I'm. <laughs> he's in the shower. Okay. Well. Yeah, we... but you know the the guy that I'm with, he wants to stuff. All right. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe give us a call back uh, another time. Thanks. I'm I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> But, yeah, try not to call us from the shower and uh, try not to cuss. Uh, there's, you know, yeah. We are a radio program, and so the FCC uh, will Loves take us, us off the air if uh, you cuss. So we, we don't, don't want take, that. So we took you off the air in a, in a preemptive strike. Yeah. So <laughs> Also, it helps if you're like not on speakerphone. Right? And it if just, you have something of value to say. And, and are prepared to say it when we take your call. That's, mm. that's always helpful. Just... Just, few pointers, just a few pointers. Just talk know. radio things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One hundred and one. Uh, any other thoughts about Javier? Oh, I was saying, you know, it's good that the younger generation wants to give him a chance because they've grown up twenty years of you know high inflation and yeah. you know. So I wish the younger generation in the U.S. was leaning more this way. It seems like they've all been brainwashed by was, like the public school teachers and like the the, the college thing. things. Yep. So they're like, no, we need. In Florida, yeah, and like all the other like crap, but you know, there it seems like most people my age and younger, so like you know, twenties and teens, they think that communism and socialism, like that's what's going to save us, like universal like, health care. Twenty-four, what are you? Twenty-five, yeah. Okay. So it seems like um, I they have, I it seems like a lot of people my age are like influenced by like have European 
influences. So they're like, look at what they're doing in Sweden. Look at what they're doing in yeah. Norway. Like yeah. this is this is beautiful and awesome. But when you actually talk to people that live in those European countries that are more freedom minded and freedom oriented, they actually don't like universal health care. They actually right. don't like some of these things that are toted as being amazing. Um and you know they they call oh this is free in my country you know this is free healthcare is free this is free free that's free yeah. everything's free no you because you keep using that word yeah. i don't think you understand what that There's word free means free cheese in the mousetrap too yeah so you have to pay for all of these things but they're just being taken from you in a different way right so obviously in those countries taxation's a lot higher but also the level of individual freedom yep. And economic freedom is a lot lower. You know, you don't have certain rights to self-defense and even, you know, so I work in medical. So I'm um, I I talk to a lot of people about whatever, like healthcare and stuff like that. It's like a big, uh, you know, it's something I'm interested in. So when I talk to people who want alternative forms of healthcare in those countries, they are, you know, not entirely satisfied with the services they're being provided because they're right. like, listen, I don't want to, you know, go to the hospital or I, I don't want if you want anything outside of the norm, if you want any like alternative natural health care, those things aren't going to be covered. And it's also going to be heavily regulated and it's yep. going to be more difficult to get access to those sort of things. Like you don't get to pick your provider. Like when I go to the chiropractor, I can go to any chiropractor I want right. and I pay cash. Right. But. With insurance, it's like, oh, you can only go to this chiropractor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't always work as great in the, as you think it's going to. In the U.S., one of the freer uh, subsections of healthcare is eye care. Yeah. Right? It is the least regulated of all healthcare things, right? And like you can tell, it's cheap AF. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. To like go, you could just like walk into an eye clinic, like uh, don't book an appointment, just walk in. They're like, yeah, we can fit you in. They give you your eye exam. They create glasses for you on the spot. You walk out with a pair. Yeah. My sister just got LASIK eye surgery and it was like easy peasy. Well, not like easy peasy, but pretty much. I mean, more than you would think it would. So if you, you, if you look at how un or how deregulated, unregulated uh, eye care is and compare it to all the rest of healthcare, you're going to see some stark differences. And if the rest of healthcare could be as unregulated as eye care in the United States, everything would be much cheaper, much easier to get. Uh, the results would be higher. You wouldn't have to rely on medical tourism to go get something done in another country for cheaper because you can't get it done here, whatever. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. 
and you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. You know that song, Afternoon, that guy Heath. You know that song, <laughs> Afternoon Delight. Oh yes. That, and we're back. Afternoon right. Delight. Uh, I always think of uh, Anchorman the movie. I never think of that song. Yeah. Because of the, the they do that rendition of Afternoon Delight, yeah. just right in the middle of the movie somewhere. And it's uh, it's like out of nowhere, the three part harmony thing kicks in, and yeah. it's you know a rendition of Afternoon Delight. Who but, did that song? Do you know? Oh, that was uh, I don't know. no, no, Brad it was, or something. No, 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 hang on, no, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> oh man, Captain and Tennille. No, no, it was the Starland vocal band. Starland vocal band. Oh, I knew that. Oh, nineteen seventy four. I knew that actually. Well, apparently I didn't. Going all the yeah. way back. Yeah. I knew that once upon That's a time. That's what everybody says. I was just unable to know. recall it on demand. Yes. Yeah. I was distracted by a high-pitched sound that only I can hear. Wait, so <laughs> if you knew something once upon a time, but you can't recall it on demand, does that mean you no longer know it? No, you know it. But you uh-huh. just can't remember it. You know it. No, maybe you don't. But I, I guess mean, it depends. Like, if you're like, oh, I know that. We're doing the thing where it's like, Ugh. That's what he just did. Yeah. Yeah, so you do know Captain it. Captain no. Somewhere, somewhere in your noggin, yeah. you it's knew there. it. It's yeah. there, but you just put all of this other stuff in front of it because you don't need that knowledge every day. So you, you know, like all the stuff you have to remember to like do the show and all the after show stuff. All that stuff is in front of this. What Starland is it? Vocal so band. what you're yes. trying to what you're <laughs> yes. trying to say is that I've saved it on a portable hard drive that's at least. 10 years old, big and clunky, yeah. and I never access it. It's on a USB it's in one storage. Yeah. You forget where it is, so okay. it's going to take you like that. Like, if he didn't tell you what it was, you probably would have remembered that in three weeks. And you would have been like, aha, ah. I remember that. <laughs> you it on the radio. I'll do that when I struggle with something, and then I'll go home. I'll wake up in the middle of the night yeah. with the aha. I'll be like, oh, it was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Starland Vocal Band. Right. 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 I, I used to it. do that. Knew it. Uh, something similar a lot when I was a waitress. I would just be existing, right? And I'd be like, oh my goodness, I forgot to get table 10, that side of ranch dressing. And mm-hmm. it would just be like, yep. and it's like, why am I remembering this? Go to sleep. Or, you know. <laughs> Brain, brain's got to like work yeah. it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Let's go to Gigi calling from South Carolina via telephone. With the best telephone sound of all Free Talk Live callers. <laughs> You're so sweet, Stephen. <laughs> Hello, Miss Nikki. Good evening. Hello. Captain, my secret passion. Hey, and baby. Stephen. Hello, everybody. Keep Sorry, it clean. Baby. Keep it clean. A heads up on a wonderful holiday weekend to all my fellow listeners. I am very, very disappointed with my local TMA radio station here in Charleston. No more Saturday night free talk live programs. They have some yucky computer lady on for all three hours. And on Sunday evenings now, 
some ultra, ultra, ultra conservative, yucky talk show program. I don't know where it comes mm. from. But I have to say, I was just waiting online, and I heard the captain say something. I was hysterical. Now, please have a wonderful sense of humor. <laughs> Do not think of me to all my fellow listeners as an unladylike, vulgar woman, but I pride myself on having a clever wit and an open-minded sense of humor. I'm on the edge of my seat, Gigi. Wow, what a setup. Pardon? I'm on the edge of my seat. Brace yourself, yeah. my love. Uh, I'm as down. I always say, I love my husband, but it's great to have a sense of humor to get through this crazy-ass life and world that's blazing on fire today. But, Captain... I would love to wake up in the middle of the night with your portable hard drive, <laughs> big and clunky. <laughs> <laughs> That's I great. Hope ma- I hope the major is cracking. What? I hope the major in Michigan is. I hope the major in Michigan. I hope the major in Michigan is cracking up Jerome as well as Robert in Charleston. But how am I going to listen to the wonderful program on my radio? Uh, the only thing I can suggest there is to uh, call your station, your local affiliate, and Petition you know, them, yeah. be like, I did hey. Because I remember once Richie Rich said, and I'm going to miss Richie because I think he's interesting and very bright and he always has a good answer that well, i like you're still on, in on a saturdays band. but i did call this past week and i complained to the program manager like richie advised a long time ago mm-hmm. why do they do this uh you know it it depends follow so, the money so like some like radio is an interesting industry in that yes. most people uh rotate frequently so that is to oh, say, okay, if, I was not aware of that. If you're like a, a like a, a guy doing a show like at the radio studio, um, generally the career span for doing one show at a studio is under three years, right? Sometimes oh. even less than that. Um, that stinks. Now with Free Talk Live, because we're an independent program in syndication, uh, we we operate a little bit differently than other shows. So, you know, we always produce the show here in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, you know, Mark and Ian have been the foundation of this show for over yes. 20 years now. We yes. just celebrated our, you know, 22nd anniversary or something. I'm not sure what it was. Mazel tough. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're a little different than that. But sometimes a, a new program director will get hired somewhere on a station and they, they want to make a name for themselves. They want to put their own oh, stamp okay. on so it, you know. politics. Generally speaking, or at least oh, ladder okay. climbing, you know, that kind of a thing where, like, if I got hired at a radio station as a program director, I'd make some changes to, like, you I know, get rid of the computer lady. that because when I was chairperson in a particular department at a university that I was teaching at down in South Florida, uh, I did that with many, many new implementations, and it's exactly correct. I wanted to make a name and a reputation and establish myself as new, dynamic, creative, so I can understand that. Now, of course, my changes would be just to have Free Talk Live on 24-7 <laughs> on whatever radio station, right? you know, but, but that's me. Well, I do enjoy the BBC and NPR from time to time, sir. Indeed. But I wanted to share with you, because I've never mentioned it. 
I completed my Master of Arts degree at the University of Washington in Seattle. I loved living in Seattle. I, I did, too, while I was there, un, until I, like, sort of woke up to the evil of statism. Um, and so, like, I was busy in, you know, heavy metal bands, playing guitar, partying, right? I had a day job, and my life was go to the day job, uh, go to rehearsal, you know, take care of, you know, all the things I need to take care of in the rest of my life, uh, play a gig or and two on the weekend. Music at night. Yeah, play a gig or two on the weekends, and, and, you know, that was really my entire life. And then... It was so beautiful living there oh, it geographically is. and i love the cultural diversity different people from all over the world especially at the university oh yeah i used to travel to british columbia the cascades down the oregon coast and for me it was a real treat go out to the san juan Islands. Miami, and then i did my undergrad uh, at ucla and uc santa barbara so seattle was just Gorgeous, and I have very, very fond memories. Me too. I loved it. It is one of the most gorgeous places on the planet. Of yeah. course, of course, it has to be sunny for you to realize that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. Come winter, it would be very cold, sometimes snow, lots of gloomy gray skies and rain, and quite often it was very conducive for studying. And I studied my ass off, boy. But <laughs> Good it on was you. down in the dumps depressing. I could never live in that uh, for the rest of my life. No way. Mm. All right. Anything else you want to say tonight, Gigi? What am I going to do? I told my husband I'm having withdrawals. Um, Where's Nikki? Where's Richie? Where's my love, the captain? This stinks. You You have a computer, yes? Yes, we do in the den. Freetalklive.com. If you go yeah, to Yeah, but I don't want to sit and sit at the computer. I phone. like to lay down in my bed in the bedroom and put the radio on and listen and relax and enjoy. And I love listening to Nikki. She's an educated Thank professional you. woman with an open mind. I appreciate that, Gigi. Thank you. There are well, I've a, always said that. There are a number of resources uh at freetalklive.com, so we have a call-in line, so uh, most cell phone plans don't charge long distance anymore. So you basically just dial a number and it'll play the show during 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, we also have a stream right there on the website in a variety of uh, what we call I never formats. thought about that. I could do it on my cell phone. I yep. mean, I've, I've, I've used the free talk listen line and I can give you the yeah, number. It's, I could it, the, do that. Yeah, the number is 641-793. Yeah, I, I, oh, I now am aware of that yeah. option, which is yep. good to know. Yep. But... One thing I have always enjoyed about this program, the diversity of topics, the diversity of perspectives by the hosts and the callers yeah. who come in, it just reinforces my strong feelings about free speech, and I really love that about this program. Awesome. Well, Gigi. You know, before I called you guys, I heard something on the news about demonstrations at NYU, Harvard, MIT, and Sydney, Australia, with people from different backgrounds demonstrating and expressing themselves saying, burn the Jews. So I looked at my husband and I said, here we go. And I got to say, I don't like it, 
It makes me very uncomfortable. It's exactly why my mother's family had to leave Vienna. Mm -hmm. However, I still say, thank goodness some countries permit that because I don't like what they're saying, but I will support their right to say it. And you want to know who those people are. If yeah. someone doesn't you like go, me, girl, I you know, even think about that. That's yeah. An excellent point. They're telling on themselves. So I, I say whenever somebody is being Bravo, racist or hateful I didn't even or think about that. Yeah, I know. I think it's very important perspective. And the yes, other ma'am. thing. The other thing about that is when people aren't allowed to speak their mind and when they're ostracized or whatever, um, it does. They become they have to go underground and then they're kind of surrounded by this sort of echo chamber. And we've even seen that with some of the like neo-Nazi groups and stuff like that, because you you tell a normal person turn up every corner. Yeah. You tell a normal person that you're like, oh, I identify as a Nazi. And um you know, the majority of people are going to give you a funny look or maybe even like kick you out of their house. Right. So then they have to go. And I'm not I mean, I and, and it's hard because obviously, like, I don't want to be friends with somebody like that. Right. Um, but if they are not allowed to speak that way or think that way at all, I they like will go underground. Saying, yeah. And I concur with you. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that perspective. So. Touche to you. <laughs> hey, Gigi, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Uh, it is very important to know where the a-holes are. Yeah. Right? Uh, that is you know, more important. I, th- I That's probably the most important part of freedom of speech. Unpopular speech is what needs to be protected. Yeah. Right. Right? Not popular speech because it's already popular. Right? Everybody's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's the popular Yeah, it's always going to be it's protected, a, like, right? So, like, everybody is, like, okay with it because it's popular. It's the stuff that's unpopular that needs protection. And so if you are a free speech absolutist, yeah, uh, which sounds like Gigi is, and yeah. I profess mm-hmm. to be that as well, uh, the number one benefit is to know where the a-holes are. Right. Yeah. Because they will let you know, hey, I'm an a-hole. I'm over yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I produce a-hole paper. I produce <laughs> a-hole podcast. I produce, you yeah. know, whatever it is, right? right. They're going to let you know. Some people think I'm the a-hole. And so because I'm doing this, they're like, okay, well, I know where that guy is, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's um, a phrase that gets used a lot um, that hate speech is not free speech. Uh, and I disagree with that. Yeah. Because even though it might be hateful or it might be racist well, or homophobic or whatever. But who decides what hate speech is? That's what a if, good question. Yeah, what if you hate pumpkins? And I started talking about pumpkins. I, yeah. yeah. You hate I hate pumpkins. the smashing Or pumpkins. obviously, <laughs> so obviously like the racist people aren't going to think that, you know, they're like, nah, it's cool. You know, where we, how is this hateful? Like, this is just true, right? But then everyone else is right. going to be like, no, that that's hateful, but they still deserve the right to say those things. Yeah. And so, you know, if if somebody uh, either will say like is elected or somebody's put in charge of determining what is and isn't hate speech. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just opinion. It is just opinion. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, all of a sudden that's uh, I believe what they call in the political arena a slippery slope. Yeah. Right. Because now there is somebody in charge of deciding what hate speech is or mm-hmm. isn't. And so, like you said, the word pumpkins. 
right? Yeah. Could be like, nope, that's hate speech. <laughs> right. He hates pumpkins. You can't say pumpkins, yeah. right? Like yeah. some You'll be banned from Keene. You yeah. can't come to the pumpkin festival. Get out of town. Some otherwise <laughs> innocuous word in, innocuous word uh could be added to the list right. yeah. of hate speech, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, all of a sudden it goes underground, like you were alluding to, Nikki. Yeah. And when it goes underground is when it becomes even more dangerous. Yeah. And also the the popular thing or the, whatever the majority is touting isn't always, you know, just and ethical yeah. and right. Like let's 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 visit uh Poland in nineteen thirty eight, right? What were the you know, like that they were being incredibly racist, they were putting Jewish people in jail. I mean and that was a big thing in many countries yep. in Europe. That I mean the, an entire, you know, World War II was fought over this. Yep. So, but that was the majority. The majority of the people in Poland and in Germany were allegedly believing in this thing. The government yep. was touting this thing and was putting out all this propaganda and was making this the norm. Yep. So just because the government is saying like, no, this is this is an okay thing to believe in and this is what we're going to do. Or just because the majority is thinking this thing yep. does not mean it's ethical and it does not mean that it is the right thing to be doing. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this before. Can you name a time when uh, the majority decided something and was correct? Maybe. <laughs> uh, the sky is blue? Like, I don't know. Eating turkey on Thanksgiving, maybe yeah, that's that, the majority. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I do like turkey. <laughs> yeah, I do like turkey. Okay, so that's gravy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but and generally, pumpkin. like <laughs> like for me anyway, if I find myself following like the popular opinion on a thing, I immediately stop and go, "Wait a minute." Yeah. Let me look at the other Why side of this popular? thing. Yeah. Why is it popular? Yeah. Why am I following this? Because <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, I'm not following what's popular. Right. It's just been just go the, the way, opposite way. Just been the way my life has gone. Yep. You know, I, I take a page out of uh, you know George Carlin slash Lenny Bruce. You know, and I'm like, I don't believe anything the government tells me. Right now, they right. might they might be telling me something right that that I should believe, but I immediately don't believe them. Distrust. Yeah, uh, right. like that's the first place that I go, right. or whatever they call a bill. It's just the opposite of what they call it. Whereas, like the majority of people, they're like, you know watch a television newscast and there'll be some politician up there going, okay, well, here's what's happening and why it's happening. And this is why we're doing it. They go, oh, okay, that must be why we're doing it. Well, that's why they use the word officials. Right. Officials said that, oh, they're, they're official. I, uh, yeah, I go the other way because uh, that's <laughs> where people get into trouble by believing uh, all the propaganda, by believing the liars calling themselves pop politicians who want one thing and one thing only, and that's more for them and less for you. They want more control over you and more money for themselves. They want to, uh, they do, they want to war with other nations, but they're not willing to put their own life on the line. And that, to me, is the largest crock of S uh, I have ever heard of. Uh, in fact, the fact that human beings allow this to continue is a big crock of S as well. Uh, because if I have a problem with you, Steve... And, you know, maybe maybe it turns to violence, right? I hope not. Well, okay, but let's just say it does. Like, I'm going to duke it out with you. I'm not going to go hire, like, you know, 10 other guys to, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, don't get me I, involved with it. Like, you, know? Like, uh, you know, I really want to kick that guy's ass, but, like, I'm not willing to do it myself. Right? Well, then don't, right? right? Like, I mean, what? it just makes no sense. So, like, all of these presidents 
all of these leaders of these countries, these monarchs, these dictators, whatever they are, however they got into power, if if their entity is dropping bombs on people, then they are the ones who have no balls. Right. They are the ones who are the sickest people on planet Earth. Right, put them up, put them up in a plane and like you pull the lever and drop yeah. those bombs. Yeah, oh, how about you how fly over, put on some gear, yeah. get yourself a rifle, you know, go start Jump taking of care of business yourself, right? right. If it's so Lead important, by example. To you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So anyway. Reminds me of that Black Sabbath song, War Pigs. In what way? Because that's what they're talking about in the in the song, uh the the politicians Waging wars using other people like pawns in chess. Bingo. Right. Yes. So. And that is what they are. They are war pigs. Um, if if you support, like I've heard way too many people say things like, I just bombed the whole Middle East. Turn right. the whole Gosh, thing. Really? Turn the whole thing into yeah. a parking lot. Right. Yeah. No, I'm like. People live there. I'm like, I, I have no problem with the people living in the Middle East. What I have a problem with is the governments. Right? That's the problem. Because people can yeah. figure out how to cooperate and get along. Right. Right? They really can. Yeah. You know, open your door, talk to your neighbor. If you figured well, out how to get along with they, your neighbor, even I Even if have. they can't, let them duke it out. You know what I mean? Right. But like, once you bring it to this mass scale where you have entire countries or these politicians that are representing an entire country... Waging a war against another country, yeah. you know, if you just kept it like, let's think of um, like a like a tribalism, right? Mm-hmm. So you like Native Americans, right? There's different tribes, and if they had an issue, they would either talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, pass the pe- the peace pipe, yep, or they would fight. But it's it, on a smaller scale, right? But now that we have these giant countries and there's so many people involved and there's money and resource and like oil and things have gotten so mm-hmm. overly complicated yeah. and half of the people in the military don't even know what they're actually fighting for. Right. They're told these lies and it's like, oh, well, we're the good guys. They're doing bad things over mm-hmm. there. So you, we're going to kill a bunch of people and it's going to, it's going to save a, a bunch more people yep. and- so they're told these lies, and really, it's like, no, we're fighting this uh, war over, you know, poppy fields and lithium oil, mines. and yeah, and lithium, <laughs> and, and, and all this other well, these resources become, and money, and they, yeah, they become mercenaries for the bankers. Yeah, right, is literally what it is. Uh, General Smedley Butler, for those of you uh, servicemen and women out there who are thinking, oh, these guys are insulting me and my service and my military career, blah blah blah. Read Smedley Butler. Read. Go right now. Do it. Go read Smedley Butler. Right now, not you. Oh, okay. The listeners. Okay. The, 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 well, the, the servicemen and women. Okay. The servicemen and women who after who the think we're insulting them. Who think that I wasn't a mercenary for the bankers or the oil? Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, you it, absolutely were. It's interesting, Javier Mele. Mele, right? They're in debt with the IMF. Yep. They've got lithium. Yep. And he's a new, uh, you know, political figure. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long before terrorists start popping up in the streets of Argentina, where we have to go there and squash that, right. you know, and get them on the hook for more debt and take their lithium. <laughs> yeah. It just I, sounds like a setup. It does <laughs> in, in that way. I hadn't thought of that until you just mentioned it right now, but that does seem like something that the United States would do, particularly because um, I, I would prefer that Malay 
want to move Argentina onto something like cryptocurrency or like El Salvador. some sort of gold-backed Hopefully. Currency. Wasn't he talking about moving them onto he, the dollar? He wants to move <laughs> because right now... Yeah. Uh, compared I mean, to the, compared yeah. to the situation that they're in, the dollar is probably the most stable out of all of the other state based currencies that they could choose. It's the cleanest shirt in the laundry. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> the, the dollar. <laughs> it's all uh, terrible. It's, it all has to get washed. <laughs> but it's still it's still blood money. It's still oil money. It's still banker money. Yeah, right. It's not people's money. Cryptocurrency is people's money. It was created by people. It was released into the wild by people for people, uh, and that's why Satoshi Nakamoto is uh, a mysterious figure. Because he knew, he knew, or they, whoever Satoshi Nakamoto is, knew that if the identity or identities of the people who created Bitcoin were revealed, that they would be immediately murdered by every government on planet Earth. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. The crimes of the Lutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Are those turkeys? Who are these people? What is this? It's Silly Sunday, apparently. Silly Sunday. Free Talk Live. If you don't know what Free Talk Live is, well, you're listening to it. We are a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. Uh, The phones are packed right now, so if you're trying to get in, uh, please keep trying. We'll try to get to all of your calls as soon as we can. Uh, in the studio tonight, it is myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Uh, let's just uh, get started. Let's go to Unscreened Wireless Caller here on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Hello? Hello. What's your name? You're live on the radio. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's on screen. Yeah, I don't really care. But, yeah, my name is Scotty Good. Hey, Scotty. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, man? What's on your mind? Uh, Yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? I'll talk about any subject. Well, I mean, that's like, not really how this works. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to have something to talk about when you call us. Well, I can talk about a lot of things, but, yeah, yeah, any subject you want. Other than that, I'll just talk it's about like, It's like we've called our own show. We're in, like, a time and, uh, loop. Right? Captain, you and, want me to call in? I'll call in as a wireless call. <laughs> do you have, yeah, do you have any opinion on this Javier Malay guy? He won the president of Argentina. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about other than outside of America. I don't know anything about that. 
Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, was... I'm in. So, okay, so I'm in Portsmouth area, New Hampshire. All right. And, yeah. So uh, basically, um, I guess if you want to talk about something that's gone down, that's outside of the realm of probably <laughs> what you talk about. Um, All I, right. I tell you what, like Scotty, to... when you decide something you want to talk about, give us a call back, man. Thanks. I think he was getting there. I think he was trying to. I'm feeling so what intolerant do you guys want to today. Talk about? I'm feeling intolerant today. Uh, so intolerant, in fact, that we're going to go to uh, Skeeter in California. Yeah. Skeeter, you're on Free Talk Live. It's your boy, the evolutionary capitalist, young Skeet. All right, I'm going to say this hey, one more uh, time. Uh, you're not my boy. Uh, you're not Nikki's boy. You're not Steve's boy. Yeah. So you may be a boy, but not our boy. Yeah. We did not spawn okay. you. Okay, so, um, but I heard you talking about, like, uh, how, like, you always consider the other opinion. Uh, don't kid yourself, Captain, boy. You're uh, as close-minded as uh, your average statist. And you shut yourself off to exploring unpopular opinion and blindly side with your libertarian echo chamber. And you unfairly moderate debates. You cut people off. And uh, th- You mean like this? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I do that. Do I do that? No. Only, only you so. would never But we're do in that. an echo chamber, so, oh, yeah. you know, it's irrelevant, yeah. right? O- only to Skeeter. I just heard cut people off, cut people off, cut people off. In the echo chamber, I just cut heard- people off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Free Talk Live. Where- Somebody get the, the bug zapper. Where's the, uh, that the tennis, tennis racket? racket? Where, you can, where you can call in and insult host of your choice. Uh, you know. I imagine that, like, he, you know, he has this time, right? And it's like, you can say anything you want. Like, you could say something of value. You could yeah. be like, this is the cure for cancer or whatever. Yeah. Like, something, like, really amazing. And he is just like, yeah, bo- yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy and uh, you suck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. It's like, fire. fire. It's like, listen. It's like a, a more retarded version of butthead. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say that. Yeah, see? But call see? back next week. All right. I'm, I don't want to rip on the guy too much here. Uh, let's go to, I believe this is Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I found an article from The Intercept uh, from a few years ago written by Mehdi Hassan and not sure if I'm going to pronounce this name right, but uh, Dina Sayeda okay. Ahmed. What's the article anyway, about? Anyway, uh, it's called Blowback, How Israel went from helping create Hamas to bombing it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. and basically they claimed that Hamas was directly uh, but covertly funded and armed by the state of Israel. I and, uh, wouldn't doubt it. Uh, General Brigadier Yitzhak uh, Segev mm-hmm. uh, is interviewed in the New York Times, and they, they cite that, and uh, basically he was the Israeli military advisor, um, sorry, governor in Gaza in the early 1980s. And you get into the article and basically like he admits, they're like, yeah, they gave me money to go to this like fringe group uh, and basically start, uh, they gave me a budget. Okay. Um, Anyway, it's, it's, these facts are, are things that most people don't know about, and uh, you know if you look it up, you'll find it yourself. And there's another article from uh, the Times of Israel called "For Years Netanyahu Propped Up Hamas 
and now it's blown up in our faces. Um, that one was written directly after uh, the attack at the concert, but the other one was written in 2018. Anyway, I'm extremely nervous calling in today for some reason, so I'm going to go ahead and drop off the line. All right. Hey, we appreciate the call, man. Feel free to call again. Yeah. 603-283-6160. I'm not surprised at the information in these articles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Statism is so evil that it creates its own hell and then tries to sell you the solution that they are the solution to the own hell that they've created. Uh, for example, long time ago, uh, before maybe Bush one, I think, or during Bush one, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, the United States uh, was giving money and weapons to something called the Afghani Freedom Fighters, the Mujahideen. The uh, the was the, the terminology yes. used on American television was Afghani freedom fighters right. because headed by a guy named uh, Tim Osmond right because uh, because you know normal U S people uh, public schooled U S people who uh, yeah they can't pronounce Over that you know that whatever the... but they can get their brain around Afghani freedom fighters right uh, this later became the Taliban that's right. right that's right the United States created the Taliban. Right, they funded them. They gave them weapons. They gave them arms. They trained them, right, through various alphabet agencies, and then that became the Taliban. Yeah. And uh, who was the gentleman you mentioned? Oh, Tim Osmond. Tim Osmond, yeah. also known as Osama bin Laden. That's right. Yeah. Sits on the board of Iridium Satellite. Well, I don't know if he still does or not. He so, died before nine eleven. So yes, <laughs> blowback. Blowback is why nine eleven happened, in my opinion. Right, I can't um, say that for a fact. You can't take that but, to court. But if you, if you, as a uh, an entity, and in this case, the United States of America, the entity, the, right, the government of right, the military, the military of the United States of America, uh, has been bombing and otherwise interfering in matters in the Middle East since before I was born, mm-hmm. and I'm fifty one years mm-hmm. old. So, like, mm, when you do that, when you bomb enough people, when you wreck enough lives, do you think that they're going to, like, the children who grow up under that, who are they going to target their anger at? Are they going to target their parents? Are they going to target their neighborhood? No. They're going to target this weird military entity that has red, white, and blue stripes on their shoulders and carrying guns around and is bombing them and their families and their cities. Hmm. So, to the extent that terrorism is conducted against the U.S., it seems to be a result of blowback. I I, I agree there. But, I mean, a a lot of that stuff, you can also look at the same way uh, domestically. Uh, You know, the FBI will try to entrap someone into doing, you know, like, oh, let's let's go kidnap the governor or let's, you know, let's, you know, start a meth lab or or whatever. Then they, 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 you know, they set people up. Basically, uh, they do, and they need to stop. Like the whole idea of statism needs to stop. The idea that somehow uh, winning a popularity contest ascribes more rights to certain people than others is one of the worst challenges humanity has in front of them. Yeah. Like, like it is horrible that humans believe that this is correct, this is right, this is righteous, this is moral. It's not. It's completely immoral. No hmm. other set of humans has more rights than you. Hmm. However, 
most people believe that, oh, because they have a badge or they have an ID that says some alphabet agency on it, <laughs> or they were elected by, you know, uh, as a politician in their, I don't care what level it is, it's local, it's state, it's federal. I mean, yes, federal is far worse than local and state, right? And if you really want to try and get something done through voting, local is where you're going to have the most impact. Right. But that being said, somebody still loses their choice in any election. Right, because if it's a fifty-one forty-nine percent win versus loss, well, now the fifty-one percent are forcing their perspective on the forty-nine percent. Right, and then it just goes back and forth, like this pendulum swings in the other direction. It just keeps getting more extreme. Mm-hmm. Right, and so every certain period of time, some other subsection of the population is having the guns of government pointed at them, right. forcing them to the way of we'll call it the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that. Right. That is like saying, oh, I'm okay with gang rape. Right. Yeah. And we've already established or discussed earlier in the show that just because the majority believes in something yeah. doesn't mean it's the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Popular opinion says. Like <laughs> I, I go back to uh, World War II and the internment camps, the Japanese. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was like, it was popular to want that. Yeah. Like unless like, you were Japanese probably. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but right. I mean like the the overwhelming majority yeah. of the people in the United States at least according to surveys and polls and of course historical action and newspapers and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um were like, yeah, no, go ahead, round them up. Right. right. Yeah. It's like these presidential candidates now. It's like, yeah, let's, you know, Israel has the right to do whatever it wants. Like, whoa. Yeah. Hold on. Like and we're going to fund that? Like, no. Stop. Yeah. Uh, I think I know who this caller is, but let's find out. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, it's Dave in New Hampshire, a.k.a. Ridley Report. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Ridley. So, uh, Ian Freeman, I'm happy to report, is not the only New Hampshireite who has fought the feds in court rather than just, you know, caving. Uh, So another man, Trevor Frizzell of Strafford. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire uh, has uh, uh, fought his, uh, they attempted to convict him of assaulting a postal worker. Really? Uh, an assault, an, a, a postal worker grabbed him from behind and he turned around and fought back. Okay. So uh, they took him to trial, tried to give him 20 years. That's crazy. Are postal workers like cops now? That sounds like <laughs> such a strange thing, right? <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine like being physically assaulted by the mail. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it might have happened. But I couldn't imagine being physically assaulted by the mailman, right? I think they're just a, do- <clears throat> a domestic spy agency. So they might well, be. driving around in their cars. Like, I remember, and I bring this up frequently, but I'm going to bring it up again. I remember way back in the day before uh, active shooter, the phrase, existed, before mass shooting, the phrase, mm-hmm. existed. I remember uh, there being at least one mass shooting that I remember, and it spawned a catchphrase. That is still around today, albeit mostly amongst the older folks. It's Go, called going, going postal. postal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's where this all started. It didn't start with like somebody showing up at a movie theater or a, <laughs> you know, a school playground or going into a hospital or whatever it is. It started at, with the, post a, w- at the post office, <laughs> right? And so the term going postal was invented to be like, dude, dude, chill out. Don't go postal on us, man. <laughs> right. And it was a postal worker or some yes. random guy? Yeah, no, it was a postal worker. It was a chain yeah. of, chain of yeah. events. Yeah. So anyway, Dave, go ahead. So the the story begins. This this uh, guy was going. You know, they they did 
they pull that trick, you know, where they come up to your door. Oh, you're not home? Well, we're we're going to hold your mail hostage at the post office, you know. And the, the guy goes to the post office to try to get his mail. And he's like, oh, yeah, we don't have it. It's still in the truck. And he's well, we close it for. He's like, well, I work every day. How do I get here to ever pick the thing up? And so they, they, to their credit, the post office gets arranged, okay, you can, here's where you can find the mail carrier and you can pick it up from him directly at the Jeep, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes there, finds the guy, and the guy won't give him the mail. Um, unless he jumps through some hoops, I guess he wants him to show, you know, to use a key on something. And, and um, so the guy sees his package right there in the back of the, the, the van or whatever, and he just kind of goes and gets his package. Right, um, is my understanding, and that's when the guy grabs him. Um, and um, so, uh, <clears throat> the, the reason this shouldn't have been taken to trial, though, at all in the first place, is because the the, the postal worker, I guess, had a history of problems. Right, so he'd been he was going postal. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, and um, he changed his story a bunch of times already before really the you know before the trial and everything. So the, the Fed should have just saved this uh this victim of their wrath any more of their wrath <laughs> right but they the prosecutor you know just like a robot well we don't really care if we damage this guy's life and end it with attorney's fees we're just going to keep at it anyways but, but it went all the way through the trial process five-day trial he, you know he chose to fight it uh and he won yeah that's really unusual that's awesome yeah. Uh, kudos he, to his attorneys. I'm sure that it cost him a whole bunch of money. I'm sure that it cost him a whole bunch of time to fight this thing. Hopefully he can find you know some sense of relief uh, in having won. Hopefully he can figure out some way to you know recover some of that money since he won. I hope I, he gets I, his mail. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully gets that package. His, his mail service doesn't suffer as a result. <laughs> But, you know, they also say you should believe what you see, not what you hear. So I hear bad things about the post office. But let me tell you, I've had plenty of the same problems. You know, I, I know not to assault them, <laughs> <laughs> even even in retaliation. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they, they're always doing that to me, holding my stuff hostage at the at the post office. They, uh, and, and my dad has had a lot of problems with them, too. Um, you know, and so it's just. We're all having problems with them. They need to stop being funded by the federal government and just oh, yeah. be their own private institutions. Yeah. Well, they're like yeah. going bankrupt. Yeah. They've been having financial problems for, for a very uh, long yeah. time. It should, be, it should be broken up until, you know, like FedEx gets a little bit of it, UPS gets a little bit, DHL well, gets a little they bit. They have a Amazon monopoly a on par- not parcels, uh, letter-sized things yes right so right. you can't get a letter with anyone else besides the usps right unless you put it in a box unless you put it in the big unless thing, you put it right? in a box yeah. and, pay and pay a bunch a of money bunch for more, it right, yeah. yeah now so yeah you're right uh it would be absolutely easy for other entities to absorb what the post office is doing uh but it's this pseudo government agency we did a story uh maybe last year maybe a little more than a year ago about the post office has hired people to monitor your social media. What? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, they're still doing it, by the way. Wow. So it's well, this were... pseudo-government agency, right? They're like, the government's like, well, they're not really part of the government. They're sort of independent. And then the post office is like, well, we're kind of part of the government. We're not really independent. And it's like, well, who's telling the truth Yeah, here? it's a federal mm-hmm. entity, technically. 
They were part of the they were part of the raid on your talk show. Yeah, they were. Where you're sitting. Yep. And the other thing, they threatened me for trying to run a video camera, um, you know, outside the post office on uh, in Manchester wow. in, on Goss Falls. And for, uh, another time, I went outside and protested on the right of way. And a guy came up and accosted me while I was out on the right of way well, protesting against the, the post office behavior. So that's just me, right? And I'm not even I'm not even oriented toward the post office, right? Right. Yeah, this happens um, not only with with postal workers, but with well, really anybody employed by a government entity, right? They f- they have this I don't know <clears throat> this this self righteous attitude because they think they have power. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I work on the Parks and Rec board, and mm-hmm. I will blah blah blah. Right? Because they right. like that. That's the, all the power that they have. Is right. like that's the only thing that they can exercise in their life to make them feel like they're you know on top of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so a, a good example is like watch Press NH Now videos of him going into the post office, and people go crazy. He's got yeah. a camera. Yeah. You know, or a town hall. It's like, well, you people have. I'll turn my camera off when you turn all your cameras off. Right. And they don't know how to do it, so he he flips it on them. And basically, he's in the right. Yeah. Yeah, President First H Amendment. is great. Uh, breaking the flaw, too. Those guys, these First Amendment auditors are, are pretty great. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, and by the way, uh, that, that last guy who accosted me was also a postal worker. <laughs> Going postal. Killing me surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you know that it is impossible for you to not receive mail at your house? Like, the best you, you can do. No, no, no. To like, like if you just don't ever want to receive mail from the post office, you can't turn them off. The best you can do, the best you can do is put it on pause for a period of time, like you're going on vacation. Like, I'm going to be out of town for like four weeks. You you go online or you go to the post office, fill out a thing. Like, I'm going to be gone from this date to this date. But there's a limit to like, I think it's a four week limit or something before you, you know, like, and that's it. After that four weeks expires, uh, you will begin receiving mail. I know this because uh, I was a victim of identity theft. I was living in an apartment and, you know, they get the big row of, you know, 100 mailboxes or whatever. And some guy had come by and just opened willy nilly every mailbox that he could and stole people's mail. And then, uh, you know, tried to like defraud people out of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, They got a hold of some paperwork that I had from uh, the unemployment office that contained my social security number, my address, my spelling of my slave name, you know, everything proper, all that kind of stuff. And they attempted to open some credit cards in my name, which they quickly found out they couldn't do it because my credit sucked. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, sorry, you're ripping off the wrong guy. (laughs) So, like, you know, having crappy credit can be a self-defense move. I didn't intend for that to happen. It just was the case when I was young, younger anyway. Uh, And so I get this uh, certified letter, right? Like the postal guy knocks on my actual apartment door because you got to sign for this thing, registered mail. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And I open it up and it's a copy of the stuff that this guy stole. Turns out this guy's name was uh, Charles Berry. So the tale is Chuck Berry stole my mail. (laughs) Right, uh, that'd be a good song. I'm not. I'm not even like joking. Charles, song about it. Charles, aka Chuck Berry, was written on this document. Wow. And so I had to like sign some stuff. Yeah, this was my stuff or whatever, you know. And I found out later he was convicted of you know mail theft and you know sort of things of fraud. So I move out of that apartment into a different apartment, and because of the uh, identity theft, um, I didn't want. I, I opened a private mailbox. Right, one of these like. Uh, Kind of like a UPS store kind of a thing. Yep. Not a post office box, but right. like a PMB, a private mailbox. 
And so I open one of them, and I put in a change of address when I leave this apartment for all my mail to get forwarded to the private mailbox, and I never gave anyone my new address, right? So I moved into mm-hmm. this new apartment, never gave anyone my address. The real address. It w- right, the real address. Uh, it was like a, a two-story, like a duplex-type situation. I was in the lower, and so... There was a, a thing inside of the mailbox on the side of the house that just said vacant. And uh, I just left it there, and I didn't get mail for a while. And then one day, the mail carrier changed. All of a sudden, I started getting mail. I had a fight with the post office. They're like, sorry, you just can't turn it off. It's not possible. Uh, Dave, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. DaveRidley.com. DaveRidley.com. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. And we're Free Talk Live. Yeah! <laughs> we are a live call-in radio program syndicated nationally on uh, 180 or so radio stations. We're on the internet over at freetalklive.com, over at watch.freetalklive.com, twitch.freetalklive.com. Um, I'm forgetting something, but, you know, you get the idea. We're on, like, some satellite stations, too, yeah, somehow. Yeah, many things. Uh, you know. Some aliens pick up our frequencies. Chinese weather balloons. We are, yep. we are intergalactic in that respect because radio broadcasts actually do travel beyond the atmosphere of planet Earth. Every sound does. And into outer space. Mm-hmm. Every sound just continues. Space isn't real. Is it, is it redundant to say outer space? Fake news. Like, space isn't fake real. Fake news, flatter, it's like, whatever. Is it, you know, <laughs> I mean, because we don't refer to anything within the atmosphere inner space. as inner space, do we? Well, it's your inner space of yourself is like oh, your inner space. Okay, but... Like, Outer space? It seems redundant. Space. Space. Yeah. Space. The final frontier. These yeah. are the voyages <laughs> of the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Captain's Log. Uh, before we go on, I have to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Uh, I think I mentioned this earlier tonight, uh, but I uh, I use Dash to do a transaction uh, to get a gift card on bitrefill.com. Uh, and because, well, Bitcoin's been on a roll lately. It's been going yeah. up in price. It, it busted through 37000 at some point. Mm-hmm. And, still, but, still back there. But the transaction fees are high. 
right? Because unless the, you wait, right? The higher the price, uh, the more congested the network, the higher the fees, right? So I was like, oh, I want to buy a gift card for somebody, uh, but oh no, it's going to cost me too much in fees, right? And so I'm like, ah, <laughs> ten dollar gift card with twenty dollars in fees. Yeah, <laughs> does you know does Bit Refill take Dash? Yes, they do. As a matter of fact. And so I'm like, oh, let me try using Dash for my Amazon gift card here. Hmm. And I did. And like, I don't know if it was last night that I talked about this, but uh, when you do this gift card thing, you just put in an email address that you want the confirmation to go to. Uh, and then you choose what cryptocurrency, in this case, Dash. I chose Dash. Uh, and then it presents you a QR code. And you scan that with your your crypto wallet. So how do you get and, a QR code on your phone and scan it on your phone at the same time? No, you don't get it on the phone. Oh. Uh, there's also a thing with the whole thing written underneath it. You can just hit copy. Oh, okay. And it'll copy the long string. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So in my case, I was on a computer, right, doing on bitrefill.com, right. right? And so it generated a QR code. I used my phone to scan it on my computer right. screen, right? And then normally what happens is you get one email that says, hey, we've detected your transaction. Please wait while the confirmations come through, and then once it's all confirmed, we'll send you another email that says, okay, it's confirmed. Mm -hmm. Click here to get your redemption code. So you don't have someone, like, stealing your mail in the mailbox. Right. Or if you accidentally closed the browser window you were looking at. Someone scanned it. Or, or no, I mean, like, because the browser will refresh and then give you the code, but if you oh. accidentally close the browser, you don't have to worry about it because they're going to send you an email with the code anyway, right? right. Or the link to, to look at the thing. So normally that's what happens. It's a two-step process. You get the, we've detected your transaction, then you got to wait for a while. You get another email that says, hey, your your transaction has been confirmed. Good to go. Click this link, grab your code, redeem it, put it in your Amazon account, and go spend. Wow. Right? Now, what happened to me, though, was I used Dash, and Dash is way faster than any other cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got, I got both of those emails, but I got the the fully confirmed one first, <laughs> and then I got the, hey, we've detected your transaction one, like, like, you know, within 30 seconds that's after fast. that. So it was so fast that BitRefill not only processed the order, but it sent me the full confirmation before it sent me the, hey, we've detected your transaction, please wait email. <laughs> the so, server is slower cool. than I Dash. thought that was pretty yeah. good. Uh, Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Again, Dash.org. All right. Uh, let's go to this unscreened caller. What's your name, please? What's up? Hey, what's your name? Hey, Scotty. I just called. Oh, do you finally have a topic? Yeah, no, yeah, anything you guys want to talk about, that's what I said. Well, that's no, I, I told you to call back when you decided on something to call. Or talk no, about. I have a bunch of shit, yeah. Oh, no, you can't no. say that. Oh, sorry, he's, Scotty. He's not very good at that. Sorry, Scotty, you can't say yeah. those words. And, well, yep, yep. Uh, try again another night, bro. Free Talk Live. <sighs> No cussing on the radio, guys. I, we don't really have that many rules. It's really like know it. what you want to talk about yeah. and don't use the the, bad the words. words. Yeah, don't use the bad words. You know, and we even give you a few like and this isn't us. This is the FCC, but yeah. there's even like a couple bad words that you can use. You just can't use like the really. I, yeah, I don't. I don't really. Wanna, the really. Uh, I don't really bad wanna, ones. like get into that because like callers will get the wrong idea. 
like the previous color. They'd be like, oh, well, what are they? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. yeah like, I, I don't want to highlight Google that. Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, occasionally, we, we walk the line here on Free Talk Live, yeah. but we we don't cross that line. And sadly, it is an illustration of how horrible government is because there's this organization called the FCC that claims to own the air. Yeah. They own the air. Between them and the FCC, right? They claim to own the entire atmosphere. So outer space. Who did they buy it from? God. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. No. What kind of currency does God take? <laughs> God, we trust all of this pay cash. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Cold hard cash. It'll be the greatest cash. You got to right. be very proud. All right, we do have a number two story tonight. Yes. Woo! Finally, I've been waiting. In the second hour, you always get the number I'm, I'm two. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were waiting. I've, yeah. You, then you, you better go. Been, you should have been there looking at the watch, wait. tapping go. your hand. Yeah. No, like, I really got to go. Oh, come on, waiting for the number two story. Get to the number um, two story. This from scriptsnews.com, uh, yet another website I've never heard of. Forget Black Friday, plumbers prepare... For Brown Friday. Oh, no. <laughs> Roto-Rooter, that's a uh, mm, plumbing servicing company. company. Yeah, they <laughs> Drain they, cleaning. They, they usually put a snake down your pipe. Hey. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Keep it clean. It's, Keep it it's clean. not a big clunky hard drive. <laughs> oh, man. Roto-Rooter is encouraging Americans to get their plungers ready. As the company sees a spike in calls the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> You've heard of Black Friday? No, 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 no. It's Brown Friday. This is wow. very American. You know what I mean? This really encaptures the <laughs> essence of America. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard to read. <laughs> With a straight because, face. Because it's funny. One of the nation's largest plumbing repair companies said... It expects to be quite busy the day after Thanksgiving on a day it dubs Brown Friday. <laughs> Roto-Rooter said it experiences a 50% increase in call volume the day after Thanksgiving compared to an average Friday. I'd like to be working at that call center. <laughs> um, well, and like if you think about it, right? Like, okay, once or twice a year somebody's hosting a thing right you go over to somebody's house the house gets packed with people right and everybody's gotta well you know take care of business yeah it, in the one or two toilets that may be available to them depending on you know how many bathrooms are available in the right. house or whatever uh and so yeah i can totally see this i'm actually surprised it's not higher than 50 <laughs> oh percent the company also said it had a 21 percent uptick in business over any other four-day weekend period. So Whoa. 50% on Brown Friday and another 21% for the full holiday weekend. Wow. I'm in the wrong business. Man, full of yeah. Should, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> oh, wait, wrong different, business. Different company. Get that package we sent you? <laughs> it was pretty big. The label wouldn't stick to it. If you open it up. The company said Thanksgiving gatherings and meals can overload kitchen sinks, garbage disposals, toilets, and main sewers. Oh, I think people are probably pouring turkey grease down their their sink. 
which is usually like, just just dump all that gravy right down your sink. That'll clog up your pipes. Yeah, it turns into gelatin. Yeah. And if you have a septic tank, forget it. You, you might as well just rip it up. Didn't uh, something Sounds expensive. Like, didn't something like the, the Jetsons, the cartoon, like uh, uh, predict that like at some point we would just have like food supplement pills with turkey written on it? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Boring. Happy Probably close. Your own, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beyond popped meat. My, popped my turkey pill. So sad. You get don't, expands don't in your stomach. Like that. that just made me, you know, I, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you don't have a pill for Thanksgiving? No, I love cooking, love eating. You ever see those dinosaur pills? It's like a... Yeah, and, then and what it turns it, into the, like a sponge. Like yeah, and it, it expands. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so if you had the turkey pill, it probably comes out like a turkey. It expands in your stomach. I remember the... It fills you up. I remember the opposite of that. They were called shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. Mm. Yeah, and they were these sea large monkeys? plastic things. And you would have to like warm up the oven, right? And then you would put one on like a cookie sheet or something. Mm. Oh, and and it and it shrinks. It becomes really? a smaller version of itself, like a little dinosaur. And this was like for yeah, dinosaur. this was like a children's yeah. thing. You know, does like, it ever oh, get bigger? Or once you do, no, it, it just that's goes the, the one way, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's boring. Yeah, well, it's like sea monkeys. You ever see that in the back yes. of like a? Yeah. Those are just brine shrimp. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. they are. It's kind of weird that they're all dried up in there, and then you they come back to life. Yeah, it's well, kind of creepy. That's what happens to yeast. Yeah, so, but you know, it's not. I mean, uncommon. a shrimp's a little bit more than a bacteria. though. Can you still buy sea monkeys or a yeast? Oh, I imagine you can. So. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Really? Yeah, I'm going there now. Yeah, you totally can. Well, you do. That. I've had sea monkeys With my recently. Bit refill. I'm going. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going really? there. Dash well spent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I had sea. I had sea monkeys with dash. No, with no, I'm, I'm going to no, do that right now. I'm Steve's going to. Yeah. Right. Going to use my bit refill and get some sea monkeys. Do it. We'll bring them in next Sunday. <laughs> They'll um, be like the uh, the studio pet. Studio pet. <laughs> the article continues. Extra... Coconut, don't drink that. <laughs> Sorry. The article continues. Well, okay. All right. the, captain, Let's check the captain continues. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm looking for sea monkeys. Extra guests mean more toilet flushes, showers, dishwasher, and laundry loads, and extra garbage disposal usage. Simply put, Thanksgiving puts a heavy strain on American plumbing systems, and it keeps our plumbers super busy the next day, said Paul Abrams, a Roto-Rooter spokesman. Um, okay, so, dear listeners, if you don't know what a compost pile is, learn. If you have a garden, it's so beneficial for you to have a compost pile. Don't put your turkey carcass out there, though. Why not? Because that doesn't really compost. Sure it does. You can throw that out to your chickens. It will eventually. Yeah. The chickens will devour a turkey carcass right down to nothing. And a chicken carcass. <laughs> and it'll, they'll, they'll eat a chicken carcass. <laughs> but you can throw the turkey carcass in the regular trash. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I'm not talking about flushing it on the toilet. Well, I'm don't just do saying, that. But don't Make put your grease broth with it. it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. What a waste. Well, okay. But then, you know, I mean, it's not like the carcass melts down into broth, right? There's still Then you have to, yeah, you still have to, you still have to dispose of it. Yeah, true. True, true. Turkey grease is, it is just terrible. There's so much grease out of a turkey. Yeah. Even if you if you make broth, like you make a, a soup the flavor pot. is. It's right? really but good it, for your skin. But it, you got to get where the of, flavor is. Yeah. Well, isn't it? Good for the no. skin, bad for the sink. Yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah. We're talking Roto-Rooter. Roto-Rooter doesn't care what it tastes like. Well. They just see that it's clogged up. Yeah, I hope they don't care what it tastes like. <laughs> or smells like. <laughs> they don't care what it smells like. That's, well, maybe they do. It's kind of gross. Uh, so yeah, it puts a strain on, uh, your systems. According to Yelp, Portland, Oregon had the highest number of searches related to emergency plumbers 
including clogged up toilets and leaky faucets on Brown Friday. Virginia Beach, Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Jacksonville, Florida round out the top five for Brown Friday related searches. <laughs> Crazy. This really is our number two story. Yeah, this yeah. is like the number one number two story. Uh, at least oh, yeah. this this winter. Uh, Roto-Rooter issued the following tips to prevent dr- trouble during Thanksgiving weekend. To prevent drain trouble. A. A. These a. aren't numbered or anything. <laughs> One, A, never pour grease, turkey drippings, or cooking oil down drains. That's it. We just covered that. Yeah. They solidify in pipes like candle wax and choke drains. Mm -hmm. Do not put potato peels, poultry skins, bones, rice, or pasta down the garbage disposal. Disposals can handle small quantities of scraps, but most food should go into the trash can or... The compost pile. The compost pile. (laughs) Very good, Steve, yes. Well then, uh, make sure the garbage disposal is running when you add food scraps. Yeah, don't no. put turn your it on. Ah. Don't put your on. hand in there. Turn it on first, <laughs> then pour the thing down. Right? You know, if you're gonna run the water, come yeah. on, come on, guys. Yeah, this is don't eat yellow Who's, snow. Come on, who has a garbage disposal anymore? Oh, they still I make never those. Had one. I wish I had one. My grandparents had one, yeah. but then you know, eventually you stop using it because it's like well, just it's all clogged it up. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's all I don't, Just put it in the trash. I don't have it in my house, and also I don't like when my trash can in the kitchen gets stinky, right? And if yeah. you put food scraps, particularly like produce, right? Um, I I go through uh, like avocados, for example, right? Uh, the peels and the and the uh, whatever they go in the trash can. What? If it sits for more than two days, it starts to stink. Those should go yeah. in the compost right. pile. Well, use? so I. I don't have a garden, so I don't have a compost pile. But but if you had a compost pile, then I you used have a garden. To, I used to live in a place that did, hmm. and I got in the habit of putting all of my food scraps into a thing and on then the you counter. Just throw it away separate. And the right. thing on the counter is like a temporary compost right. pile yeah. thing. So instead of that, because I don't have a thing on the counter to put the compost in, I just use a Ziploc bag. Yeah. yeah, and I will chuck all of my food scraps into you know the Ziploc bag, and I will leave it in the refrigerator. Oh, if you leave banana peels out, you get all those fruit flies. Then you get the little. But if you put thing, the banana <laughs> peels and the avocado peels and your chicken carcass and your leftover fats from your steak or whatever it is, right? Yeah. All of your food scraps. If you just put them in a Ziploc bag in the refrigerator, zip it and put it. In zip there. it. You put it in the refrigerator. No stink. And then you just throw, zip it and throw it out. Yeah. When trash day comes around, you open up the fridge, go, what do I have to throw out? Oh, look, it's this bag of compost, right? right. And then you chuck it in the Genius. trash. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Sally's so. your aunt. Sally is my aunt. <laughs> How did you know? Have you met? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. The- what does B say? <laughs> a, a, B. Was, a was the garbage supposed to Oh, yeah. B? We're, we're way beyond B now. We're on to like C or D. Uh, don't flush wet wipes down the toilets. Really? Yeah. Like It says it on the package ha- in hand- like bold leather. Handy letters. wipes. Uh, what's the other one? Royal Bowl. Royal Bowl. Yeah, that's, that that's, that's a brand name of, of the wet, oh. wet naps. Oh. Wet nap is a brand name even, as well. And you know what? Even the flushable wipes, you're not supposed to. Hmm. Yeah. Most won't dissolve and may clog drain yeah. pipes and sewers. Oh. Uh, and then here's another tip. 
place plungers in guest bathrooms to save guests the embarrassment of asking for one. <laughs> that's a nice, I yeah. That's, that's really nice, one. yeah. Like, whenever I move into a place, if I don't have one, the first thing I do is get a plunger next to the toilet. Regardless of how many bathrooms are in the place. I got one for each bathroom because, right. because of that. <laughs> right? Like, And an extra roll of toilet paper. You want that, too. You do want to make sure that there's, you know, an extra roll on yeah. hand should should your yeah. guest bathroom run out of toilet paper if you have a guest so bathroom. So they don't have to run down the hall and tell you. Uh, and then uh, they also say make sure that you have your poop knife mounted on the wall next to the toilet. <laughs> the poop it, it, it doesn't say that. I just I just made that up as a callback to last week. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you don't have a poop knife? Come and on. then... Yeah. Hey, hey, Bill. Where's your Where's your poop knife? <laughs> My what? You don't have one. Uh, and then finally, spread out showers and laundry loads so pipes have time no. to drain. So honestly, I'm not going to do any of this. You're going to take a shower while the laundry is going? I never do that yeah. because uh, like I, well, like the laundry will kick in and you'll either lose pressure or the water will get really hot or really cold. Yeah, I mm. wash my laundry in cold water. Me too. So. But then, like, the shower becomes piping hot once the cold water kicks in. Oh. Then your plumbing is wrong. Well. Yeah, you need better. My house is 130 years old. It's as right as it's going to get. Welcome to New Hampshire. It's as right as it's going to get, right? Everything (laughs) works and flows. There's a great new thing called plumbing. Let's put it in your house, right, 100 years ago. (laughs) We've got plumbing. Copper pipes. I mean, to to that extent, like, the plumbing in my house has been replaced once already uh, for, um, you know, there's a whole lot of what they call pecs. In there, oh yeah, the which is great. Yeah. Uh, but there is still some copper. Uh, I actually have cast iron, iron pipe That's for cool. the, uh, the, Se- the sewer, sewer, the sewer drainage. But uh, I've had to replace most of that yeah. since I bought the place. Yeah, you think the compost is stinky? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, if you have cast iron uh, sewer pipe in your basement and your house is you know uh, old, uh, it's kind of subjective. But mm. um, don't tap on it. <laughs> because if that iron pipe has been, you know, your sewer drainage pipe for uh, a period of time, those things actually corrode, kind of like, uh, right, like they rust. Like, yeah, like like ar- your arteries, you know, and it yeah. becomes thinner and thinner. And if you tap on one of these iron things with like a screwdriver or a wrench or something, you know, uh, it will break. How do you know? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> tough luck. Uh, I, I, I actually know from my uh, real estate agent whom we were doing an inspection on a house, uh, not the one that I bought, but a different house. And you did and that? I, I had like one of these flashlights, you know, the mag light type yeah. looking things because yeah. we're in the basement type yeah. thing. And, and I was like, oh, is this cast iron? She's like, and I, I, I go to hit it. She's like, don't do that. And I'm like, don't don't what? She's like, no, 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 that's cast iron. And like, I hadn't bought the place. I was just having it inspected, yeah. right? And so like, I didn't, she didn't want me to be on the hook for having to do a repair to somebody else's house. <laughs> you break it, you bought I, it. Yeah. Uh, so good on her. But also, she's like, "Look, you're in New England. These houses are old as f, and uh, you know, here's Stuff some iron pipe." Yeah, rusts. she's like, "I've been around for a long time. Trust me, don't do that." And so then, when I bought my house, I was having some work done on it. Somebody's in the basement, uh, and and they're like, "Hey, is this cast iron?" And they ta- I'm like, "No, <laughs> don't do that," because I had already had an incident, yeah. with one yeah. of the cast iron pieces breaking, and I had to have it replaced. I did replace it with PVC, of course, right? So, yeah, which is the the better material. Yep. Because it's mm-hmm. not modern. Gonna, not going to corrode like that. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. It'll screw up the environment, but it won't corrode. Um, <laughs> Minor detail. <laughs> I mean. Bob's your uncle. I don't know. You know, 
human beings screw up the environment just as a you know cause of existence. Yeah, I don't have any. I have pecs in my house. Yeah, it's great. I wonder what's worse for the environment: all of the pharmaceuticals and people's poop, or <laughs> or the, uh, or, or the pipes or the, the, or the PVC piping. Right. <laughs> I I don't know, but I do know um, that uh, folks who work at um, the community filtration sites, right? So if you live in a, a city plant? or whatever, yeah, it's sewer where all treatment. the the sewer treatment yeah. facility, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a series of filters, so they filter out all of the, you know, the feces or whatever. Yeah, and solids. Then, they sort it. Yeah, yeah. The, and they sort it. And so <laughs> the number one. Uh, thing the number one thing uh, the largest quantity <laughs> of things that are filtered out of human waste are pills and vitamins that are come out whole whole yeah so people will take like um like a one a day vitamin or a Flintstone yeah. vitamin or it a, doesn't you know, even dissolve brand. in their stomach acid most of these don't wow right they're coated with stuff that is your your stomach acid is supposed to erode away and then your stomach is supposed to digest whatever's inside of the coating yeah uh that doesn't happen most of the time really and they so must have these some filtration like... plants will become filled with uh pills and I wonder vitamins if they resell them after i don't know <laughs> is that a... <laughs> I, is that legal? vitamins yeah, i <laughs> reduce reuse recycle Come gives on. new meaning to twice baked potato <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, so now that everyone stopped listening yeah. to this show, <laughs> call Roto Rooter. It is our number two story. Um, yeah. So I had a point about telling that story though the about the vitamins. Oh, uh, so if you're going to take uh, supplements of any kind, my personal recommendation is that you grind them or tincture. Uh, or yeah, tincture or, powder. or a powder. Yeah, powder right? Put yeah. a powder and you know sprinkle it on your food or yeah. whatever. If you've yeah, so typically like capsules. Some things are timed released. Right. So like as far as medications go, so you like need them to be that way. Um, but a, a lot of vitamins in general. I mean, like the one a day. All of those B vitamins and water soluble vitamins that has like five hundred percent of the B twelve you need per day. Yeah. You're not going to absorb that anyway. So right. even if it the pill dissolves. You're just gonna pee all that out. Yep. Like there's it's just expensive pee is really what most vitamins are. Six oh three two eight three six one six zero. Our number three of Free Talk Live still to come. Who is tops of North American economic freedom? We'll talk about that. It's Free Talk Live. We're Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> <laughs> We're like radio hosts or something? <laughs> These guys suck. <laughs> no, it's Free Talk Live. You know who we are. If you don't... Sunday Night Edition. If you don't know who we are, you can go over to freetalklive.com and find out all about this particular radio program. Uh, you can also become an amplifier. Sure yes. can. What is an amplifier, you might ask? Because, well, tell us, Captain. Well, because most people are like, you mean like for playing guitar? 
like rock and roll. No, you're not gonna kind be, of. You're not going to become that kind of an amplifier. But if you go over to amps.freetalklive.com, you'll find the amplifier program over there. What it is is it's a way for you to contribute to this radio program to help us get onto more radio stations. If you like the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the perspective that we bring of peace, freedom, liberty for people, then please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. I want to say thank you today to Melody. Melody is a silver level amplifier. What does that mean? Well, if you go to amps.freetalklive.com, you'll notice that there are different levels. We only ask for five bucks a month. You can give more. Melody does give uh, five bucks a month. And so uh, that is the silver level. Uh, 10 bucks is gold. 25 is platinum. There's, you know, higher levels than that, but uh, and there are little perks. It's a Patreon type setup. So Melody receives some, you know, benefits for giving to Free Talk Live, including the commercial free amp only podcast, uh, which comes out at the end of the night of every show. So thank you, Melody, for being an amplifier. We appreciate you. If you want to become an amplifier, visit amps.freetalklive.com. We've been uh, in the middle of our number two story. <laughs> That's a bad place Great. to be. Uh, the headline, forget Black Friday, plumbers prepare for Brown Friday. Because apparently uh, <laughs> one of the nation's, nation's largest plumbing repair companies says it expects to be very busy the day after Thanksgiving on a day it dubs Brown Friday. So Rotorooter says that it has a 50% increase in calls the day after Thanksgiving. So, yeah. And they call it Brown Friday for obvious reasons. Uh, and I think we've covered most of that. Did you have any yeah, other? Yeah, I, uh, I think, yeah, I think we, that's yeah. it. Yep. I, think I was going to talk about the top 12 states to live in. The top 12 states. Yes. All right. Yeah. The top, I'd love to know. All right. The top 12 states to live in. Alaska, Washington, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire. And cool. what what makes them the top twelve states? Well, they're along the top of the United States. Yeah. They <laughs> right, are right the along top Canada states. Yes, they're right along the Canadian border. Quite literally, the top <laughs> the twelve northernmost states. Yes, those are the top twelve states. Well, we made the but, cut, though. But New Hampshire has made the cut. Oh, we have the top, made the, the cut. Top twelve. In fact, I think we've we've moved. It depends. You know, if you're going left to right versus right to left. If you go right to left, then we're at least like the, number two. You know, we're number two. Yeah. <laughs> we're number two. <laughs> we're number two. We're number two. But wait, I thought we were number one. Oh. Uh, this from the Josiah Bartlett Center for Public Policy. Uh, amongst other places. Sounds very prestigious. Where you can find this particular information. New Hampshire again tops all of North America in economic freedom. That's right. Freest state in the nation. Golf clap. Uh, New Hampshire is the most economically free state in North America and in the United States. Once again, edging Florida to top every Canadian province, U.S. state, and Mexican state as ranked by the Fraser Institute, Canada's free market think tank. So not just in the U.S., in North America. Wow. Cool. New Hampshire is the most economically free place. Beat Mexico. Wow. Right? The entire country of Mexico. It's New Hampshire has more economic freedom, according to the Fraser Institute. Hmm. 
The Fraser Institute's 2023 Economic Freedom in North America report, released in partnership with the Josiah Bartlett Center for Public Policy, measures government spending, taxation, and labor market restrictions using data from 2021, the most recent year of available comparable data. Wasn't that just like in the midst of all the COVID crap? 2021? Yes, uh, that was. Yeah. New Hampshire surpassed Florida as having the highest level of economic freedom in the U.S., having scored a 7.96 out of 10 in this year's reporting. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Rounding out the top five freest states, not top 12 states, (laughs) top five freest freest economically states are number two, Florida, number three, Tennessee, Texas, number four, and South Dakota was number five. Puerto Rico came in last with what? a two point eight five score. A last, yeah. They don't. They don't have any uh, U.S. income tax. There's all kinds of tax tax laws in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but I think Puerto Rico is rather poor, isn't it? By like, you know, per capita. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, the least free states were. You'll Connecticut. Never guess. Connecticut. No. 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 no, no, no. You'll never guess. Connecticut. Never New York. Guess. Connecticut. Bingo. <laughs> it's almost was, like I've seen the list. <laughs> it was New York. The least free states were New York, 50th. California and Vermont tied for 48. Jeez. Oregon, 47. And Hawaii, 46. Vermont was so number three? Geographic- no, Vermont tied for 48th. So geographically, 48th, right, right yeah, across the was, river. Okay. Right across the river. That's crazy. Is- I, I don't remember seeing Vermont as 48th. And that, what, which one is that for? It's tied with California. For what, least free in general? Freest, economically, economically free. Economically. Okay, right. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's say Vermont, I mean, you can at least have a gun there. I think they still have constitutional carry. It is constitutional carry. Uh, but, but, but that still has have nothing to, to do with economics. Yeah, but... No, I, I didn't know it was economics. I, I think I in Vermont it was just you still have general. to get a concealed weapons permit to carry. Concealed. No, you do not. I don't... No. I mean... Constitutional carry in Are Vermont. you sure? Yes. I know, it, I know that's the case. I'm not giving advice, but I, I to my... I'm pretty sure. I hope... I go over to Brattleboro. Carry. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I hope so. Because... I mean, like, if you're concealed carrying, nobody's going to know anyway. But, right. like, I'm stopping, stopping, frisk. get frisked. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, officer. That's I my swear. insulin pump. Uh, don't, please. I, I hope they violation. do. That would be great if they did because, um, uh, anyway. Uh, you know, I find myself in Vermont from right. time to time. Yeah, right. yes. uh, I, I knew Maine was, and so I didn't have any problems going to Maine. I uh, uh, One of my former drummers, uh, you know, has like his girlfriend's mom or something lives out in Maine. And so he flew and he's like, this is probably the closest I'm getting to New Hampshire. You want to hang out, have a beer? I'm like, sure. Yeah. So I drove out to Maine and, uh, you know, I went and hung out, whatever. And I just carried my gun with me the whole time. I knew, you know, Maine's, you know, yeah. that's all I can. Right. You can't carry your gun into like the strip club, right? In, really? in Maine. Yeah. That's where you went? Well, yeah. We went out and hit the bars <laughs> okay. and you know, right. went to the went to the strip club. Okay. Right? You know, it's, hey, you no judgment. It. Yeah, we're yeah. for it. That's all right. Uh the Granite State As long as they're carrying too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only like strippers concealed. with uh, they can be carrying. I don't want them to be packing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> where do they conceal that? <laughs> where did you pull that weapon from? I don't want to tell you. Yes. <laughs> The Granite State, also known as New Hampshire, also topped the list of all states in North America, scoring 8.14 out of 10, followed by Florida, South Carolina, and then Idaho and Indiana tied for fourth. Alberta is the highest-ranking Canadian province, tied for 31st with a score of 7.9. The highest-ranking coming in at 31st. Wow. I think Connecticut is 30 in there. Quote, 
New Hampshire is proof for all of North America that economic freedom creates maximum opportunity and prosperity, the Josiah Bartlett Center President Andrew Klein said. The formula is proven. Anyone can follow it, even Vermont, if it wants to. (laughs) Good luck. If it wants to. There's there's hope for you. Yeah, Bernie Sanders, you listening? (laughs) Why does nobody pronounce the L in Bernie Slanders? (laughs) The freest economic... Uh, sorry, the freest economies operate with comparatively less government interference, relying more on personal choice and markets to decide what's produced, how it's produced, and how much is produced. As government imposes restrictions on these choices, there's less economic freedom and less opportunity for prosperity, said Fred McMahon. Not to be confused with Ed McMahon. hey the, <laughs> the Dr. Michael A. Walker Research Chair in Economic Freedom at the Fraser Institute toward... Uh, report co-author can you like this is why i I have my title my name title the authentic lord reverend dr captain kick-ass buckshot escort if you will because i'm making fun of things like dr michael a walker research chair in economic freedom at the fraser institute report (laughs) co-author he might have have more uh, words than you that's what i'm saying that's that's a business card yeah Uh, The report includes an all-government ranking, which adds federal government policy to the index and includes the 50 U.S. states and the territory of Puerto Rico, 32 Mexican states, and 10 Canadian provinces. I assume there are only 32 Mexican states. I don't know this. I have no clue. I assume there are only 10 Canadian provinces, but I don't know this. I thought, yeah, I thought there was much less Mexican states. Let me ask the magic rectangle. Yeah. Because it says it includes the 50 U.S. states. Okay, got that. And the territory of Puerto Rico. Okay, got that. 32 Mexican states. Okay, so yeah, there must be. There are 32 Mexican states. And yeah. 10 Canadian provinces. Yep. So Checks okay. out, I guess. All right. yep. I just didn't know if they, like, did they not include some Mexican states or Canadian provinces for some reason? No, they got all the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. So. Well, no, some of them are here. Well, the states, the Mexican states, they got all this. Oh, okay. Taking into account both federal and state policies, U.S. economic freedom declined from 2003 to 2011. It began to recover and then declined again after 2017. The last two years have seen the lowest levels of measured economic freedom in the U.S. in the last two decades. Wow. And while the U.S. remains more economically free than Canada, the gap is relatively small. The evidence is clear. Lower levels of economic freedom are associated with less prosperity, slower economic growth, less investment, and fewer jobs and opportunities, said Dean Stansel, economist and research association professor at Southern Methodist University and co-author of the report. The Economic Freedom of North America report, also co-authored by Jose Torra, the head of research at Mexico City-based Caminos de la Libertad and Angel Carrion Tavares, director of research and policy at the same institute, uh, is an offshoot of the Fraser Institute's Economic Freedom of the World Index, the result of more than a quarter century of work by more than 60 scholars, including three Nobel laureates. New Hampshire's cores in key components of economic freedom from 1 to 10 where a higher value indicates a higher level of economic freedom. Here they are. Government spending, 8.25. Taxes, 7.68. Labor market freedom, 7.6. So these are all on the higher end of the 
1 to 10 scale and thus indicating a higher level of economic freedom. New Hampshire, number one. Uh, if you wow. are a lover of freedom. Get if, your butt here now. If you are a yeah a lover of freedom and you want to help us become as free as we possibly can as people. Become better than number one. Yeah. We could be better than number one. Maintain our number one status. Right, and keep those numbers going. And, and continue to show how it's done. Consider moving to New Hampshire and helping us be part mm. of the solution and not the problem. Uh, let's go to some. I, I was going to tell you the top top Mexican states, but I can't pronounce them. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, let's go to. I think I know who this caller is, but what's your name? Peakless Mountaineer. Hello, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you for joining us. Uh, are you calling about this Fraser Institute report? I am not. You're calling uh, about Javier. I regret to inform you that uh, Vermont is no longer a Vermont carry state. Uh, a constitutional carry state? It is not. Oh, is so not. so what is the law? So you have to get a concealed... I, I don't know all okay. the details. I just know that they're not a constitutional carry state anymore. Um, honestly, I'd have to ask Zephyr, and he's the one that keeps up on all this stuff. But that's not the reason I'm calling. Okay. The reason I'm calling is because of Argentina. Yeah. And so you missed the first half hour of the show? <laughs> oh, that didn't pop as much as I was hoping, but I'm popping the champagne, <laughs> and I just wanted to say we did it. That's well, awesome. We? I did. Did you and I yeah, do I, something? I didn't vote. I didn't. Libertarians have elected the first president of a country. Well, people, people. have elected the first libertarian president of a country. I don't necessarily know that libertarians elected. You know what I mean? There's, I'm, I'm nitpicking, of course. I, it's great, well, though. I'm. I mean, I'm very excited. We definitely mm. were celebrating. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> we we even sort of skipped over our normal Sunday intro for a minute to like do the like. This is breaking news, right? Because mm. we we learned about it at the the meal that we have on Sundays, uh, the social Sunday gathering, uh, where actually of all people, uh, our co-host Riley. Uh, was like, hey, Javier just won. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that because yeah. I was busy talking, as you know, I want to do. As captains are known to do. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of champagne are you popping there, Peakless? Uh, Andre. Uh, Cold duck. Nice. Yeah, that's probably the closest you're going to get to a champagne named like Javier or Malay or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Javier. It was the most, uh, you know, Argentinian yeah. one we could find. Yeah, it's not like you're drinking Cooks or something. <laughs> not a lot of Argentinian champagne here in New Hampshire, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, your opinion of this, obviously, you're high on it. You're you're glad. Uh, what what else do you want to let listeners know? Um, this is the first. Let's make sure it's not the last. Mm, yeah. And I think this is a, a tremendous step uh, toward making the world a freer place. I hope so. I, I kind of feel like, um, you know how it goes, even when folks get uh, elected to president of the United States, right? they make all these promises, and then they get into office and they try to make some changes. And, of course, they're hindered by you know the other party or the other, uh, let's call them arms of government, Right. They, they don't you know, they don't have the power to just sort of unilaterally make these changes. And uh, I declare it and I've made it so. Yeah. Right. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in Argentina with Javier? Well, I honestly don't know enough about their political system to know exactly how much power he has. But uh, I know that he's going to change as much as he can for the better. 
Um, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of, uh, like, with uh, uh, like with Trump being uh, sort of stopped at every turn trying to change anything about anything. Um, but I think it's another one of those, like, in case you wondered what would have happened if we'd ever gotten Ron Paul elected, mm-hmm. well, uh, let's just hope he survives to see his uh, first term as president. Okay. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Peakless Mountaineer, everybody. It's our uh, also co-host on Saturdays, calling in to talk about Javier. I just looked up the Wikipedia uh, for gun laws in Vermont. Did you also look it up? I also have it up on the Magic Rectangle, but what do you have, oh, Captain? Well, you go ahead. You look. Well, from according to the USCCA Concealed Carry Association, uh, Vermont is a does-not-issue-constitutional-carry state. That is the latest, greatest update from the United States Concealed Carry Association. And what year so, does it say? So a year? Like this, when, this, when this, that is from? Well, this website is updated constantly. Okay. So, uh, that what is, so that's saying it is? It's Vermont is a does not issue constitutional carry state. They don't issue permits. Uh, gun sales must be completed through a licensed firearms dealer. Uh, unless you're transferring to a family member. Buyers must be 21 years and older. They have completed a hunter's course, and they must be a member or former member, or if they're a member or former member of the military, active active or veteran member of the National Guard or law enforcement. Vermont does not require permits to purchase and has no firearms registration. So I think think the thing that Peakless was alluding to was that uh – uh, Vermont formerly had very few gun control laws, but in 2018, the state enacted laws requiring background checks for private sales, raising the minimum age to purchase firearms to 21. Uh, it's 16 if you uh, want to buy like a long gun from a person who is not a firearms oh. dealer, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, banning the sale of handgun magazines. Uh, they've banned the sale of handgun magazines that are more than 15 rounds. And rifle magazines that hold more so, than ten rounds, banning the they ban the possession of bump stocks. Uh, they're allowing police to seek a court order to seize guns from anyone deemed ugh, an extreme flag. risk. A yeah, red, flag. No. Got the red flag. So, um, so you can't. So they have magazine limits for sales and purchase, but not for ownership. But, but not for ownership. Come on over That's to New Hampshire. Hampshire. You know? So, but, but the thing is about New Hampshire is, don't you need a New Hampshire driver's license to purchase one from a gun store? I, or if if I went over there, like say I moved to Vermont, I get a Vermont ID, and then I go to a gun store in New Hampshire. Like, would they sell to Vermont residents? That's a good accessories. Question. I think you I can know, buy accessories because I know they won't sell to a Massachusetts resident because they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you guys don't believe in this down there. And, oh, you know, mm-hmm. big no, no. Unless, unless maybe if you had paperwork, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Although I do know in Washington State, uh, you could go to a uh, like a gun show. Yeah, two tickets to the gun show. Yeah, right? leave your cell you phone could, at home. You could go to the gun show and you know with whatever. ID you had like people from Idaho would come over to the one in yeah. Spokane for example yeah uh, and they would just buy whatever at the gun show right um, yeah without background I, check and okay. you know, that kind of stuff but that's buying, Washington state like I don't know yeah. I don't know about Vermont I have no idea I have and no like, idea what New Hampshire would do uh, for somebody with an out-of-state ID I would imagine they would 
want you to present something that says you're a New Hampshire resident. Yeah. Male or, you know, if you don't, if your ID but is from another state. But if you're not a resident, though, like what if you're from out of state? I think. Right, the I only, don't know. The only thing with, no with New Hampshire, Maybe I believe, is if you are actually buying something with a serial number on it, you need to have a New, New Hampshire identification. Yeah. If yeah, like from, I'm talking about like buying firearms and, and ammo, not no, like if you're, just like if a you're buying holster. A, if you're buying accessories, holsters, yeah, magazines, that's, that's, I mean, you, yeah. you don't, they don't ask you for an ID. I don't think so, but that's, yeah, I'm talking about like firearms. Next time I go to Shooters or somewhere, I'll, I'll ask because they would know because they're <laughs> the ones doing it. All I know is so. that in Vermont, gun dealers are required to keep a record of all handgun sales. And state law preempts local governments from regulating the possession, ownership, transfer, carrying, registration, or licensing of firearms. So just to round that up. That doesn't sound very constitutional carry. Yeah. With restrictions, with a little asterisk. Well, it's this is less about carrying and more about Purchasing. what you can purchase and how the state can F you if they deem you are an extremist. Right, right. Red flag. Right. So Red basically flag. just live in New Hampshire instead. Right. Just come across the river. It's not, not that far. far. It's not that far. Not far. Vermont's it's not funny, um, either. their gun laws used to be better than ours, actually. Right. It's true. Uh, so, we've got more to talk about besides our number two story and besides our number, <laughs> our one, number story, one story, <laughs> which is New Hampshire being number one in economic freedom. Uh, <laughs> how about somebody who thought Alaska was an island? Oh, it's man. one of the top 12 states. Oh, we can talk about that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Sorry. Meow, 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 meow. All right, well, it's too late for that now. Freaking cats. have to wait till next week. We're talking about cats in the break. Throw throw them in the litter box. I love cats. (laughs) Uh, Before we go on, Free Talk listeners, we are asking you for a favor, and that's to write some letters to Ian Freeman. And Aria DeMesso. Yes. Uh, We posted last night on all of our social media pages, so on Twitter, on Mastodon, on whatever the heck else we're on. Uh, It went out. Uh, the Matrix, uh, something else, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, links to how. Uh, over at freeking.com is a story you got to kind of scroll to find it, but it's how to write to Ian while he's in uh, Merrimack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over at ariademezzo.com is all the information you need to write to Aria uh, while she's in uh, FMC Devons. Yep. And so we're asking you to please... You know, write them. Tell them how you're doing. Have you done anything for freedom? Are you excited about anything that's coming up? Are you, you know, how's your lives? Are you a, are you a person that called and you're familiar with Ian and all that kind of stuff? If so, update them with what's going on in your life. Uh, you know, th- these guys are in jail. They they need this, yeah. right? They yeah. need that connection to the outside world that they can't get. So, please write to Ian Freeman and write to Aria Demetzo. That's all we're asking. I will post the mm-hmm. links again tonight to our social media. And every night that I'm on, I will try to remember to post these links. 
Uh, but all the information is there. You know, send them a postcard. You know, print something out on your computer and fold it up into an envelope. You know, yeah. if, if you don't feel this like is, writing. Um, this is one of the situations where it truly is the thought that counts. Yes. You know, speaking with Aria, um, it doesn't even you don't e- you don't even have to like because uh, a lot of people will tell me, oh, I would totally write to Ian and Aria, but I I don't know what I would say. You can say anything at all. You can just be like, hey, you know, I heard what happened. I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, I'm rooting for you. Like, thank you for all you've done. Like, any kind words, you know, it it could be anything at all. I know they both would really, really appreciate it. Like, it would really cheer them up. I know Arya has told me before that receiving letters in the mail makes her day. It absolutely makes her day. It's like in-person visits and then receiving mail those are like the biggest things for her. Like these people are in jail, like they're in prison. So they have very little things to brighten up their day. So, so I know they would both really, really appreciate it. And being a person on the outside, it doesn't take that much effort. So definitely go do that. Just say happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Something. How tough Something, is that? anything. Yeah. Put a stamp on it. I was thinking of you. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, they were thinking of me. That feels nice. Yeah. I'm in, you know, like being in jail. So. Yep. All right, so it is Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. It's the final segment of tonight's show. So if you want to get on the air, call now, 603-283-6160. We sort of teased this a little bit, but this from businessinsider.com. An American woman said she was shocked to discover that Alaska isn't actually an island Calling for an overhaul of the school curriculum. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if you can blame public school for that. Like, that's pretty dumb. A woman said she was shocked to discover that Alaska is not an island and that it's possible to drive to it during a conversation with her Canadian boyfriend. (laughs) I feel like she had to blame this on the U.S. school system because her boyfriend probably thought she was so dumb. And he was like, wow, those American schools are like really worse than well, I if you thought. Can, if you can drive to Alaska, you probably drive to Hawaii, too. Yeah, try it. <laughs> In a video posted on October 26th, TikToker Sabrina Abre asked people not to call her a stupid American, quote unquote. Oh, sorry. This is a publicity stunt. She's a TikToker. As she admitted her mistake. Everybody knows that Alaska is cold, she said. But I did, but oh I know, gosh. but did I know that it was connected by land? No, I did not know that. Hmm. So um, she also said that she hadn't realized how big Alaska was just by looking at a map. <laughs> so she literally just hasn't even seen a map before. She, she said she hadn't realized how big Alaska was just by looking at a map and she had thought that Texas was bigger than Alaska. Nope, probably not. Alaska is the largest Three U.S. Times. state. Bordering the Canadian territory of Yukon and the westernmost province, westernmost province, British Columbia, which sits between the state and the rest of the U.S. As it is one of the U.S.'s non-contiguous states, along with Hawaii, it is often shown separately in a box at the bottom of maps yep. of the U.S., which could lead some people to assume it's not part of the same land mass. Yeah, and I will, the the size thing, you know, I will give it to her that um, the way they create maps because 
the world is a sphere. Yeah, no, here, let me... It, it looks skewed, so it, the stuff on the top looks smaller than it really but is. What they're talking about is the square maps. So let me tell you something, people. Once but even upon then, a time, I think it's still skewed. Once upon a time, uh, listeners, uh, there were only paper maps. There was no internet. There was no magic rectangle globes? in your pocket. There were. Okay. But, like, these square paper maps would have a picture of the United States... And then at the bottom left, a picture of Alaska and a picture of Hawaii because they wouldn't fit on the piece of paper. Okay. (laughs) That's the whole thing here is that like analog maps used to be on one piece of paper. Yeah. And that's how they depicted because Alaska is way up here above Canada. And Hawaii is pretty far away actually. So like that, the United States would be really small in the center and then Alaska would be over here and Hawaii way over here. Yeah. Yeah. And like nobody wants to see that on a piece of eight and a half by 11. Nobody wants to see that. Like that doesn't fit on an eight and a half or even 11 by 17 for that matter, right? Yeah. Standard paper sizes. So this lady had basically seen uh, nothing but that type of a map, right? She's probably seen a globe before, but not studied it, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly. Clearly. She probably um, thinks Rhode Island's an island, too. It's not? <laughs> what about the road? What about the road? <laughs> what about Rhode Island? So, it's not an island. Uh, I mean, why would they call it Rhode Island if it wasn't an island? All right. So now, I, I haven't read the rest of this article, so I don't know what, what it's going to say. Uh, Aubrey explained this was the reason for her confusion, saying, uh, the curriculum obviously needs some help. We need a good revision and overhaul of the entire curriculum at this point. You know what? And I do agree with her, of course, because I hate public schools. Um, so she's not wrong, but oh, for the wrong reason. We can find some common ground here. You're, you're right. Yeah, like we can find some common ground, but you're you're right for the, the map, wrong reasons. The map thing. Because yeah. I totally learned in school that Alaska was not an island. There's a. They show the TikTok video, and this girl is young, and you know she's claiming, uh, obviously ranting, and very like animated in her rant. Well, that's it's a publicity stunt. Uh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go follow her. But there is a uh, there is a one we'll call it caption in the video that says the American school system has failed me. I mean, it probably, it, honestly, it, yeah, it really did. did. Obviously. Somebody failed her. I Obviously, think many, it's failed most many people. Many people failed her. Uh, uh, the American school system is just an abject failure uh, because, if for nothing more, uh, the fact that one in five high school graduates, not one in five high school dropouts, right? These are people who graduate from high school. And one out of every five, that's 20% of them, are functionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. How do you graduate? One out of five. One out of five graduates yes. are functional. So, How do you graduate high school being functionally illiterate? And I want our listeners to really grasp what is being said here. One out of five graduates of high school in the United States are functionally illiterate. Because all the time people tell me I would totally homeschool my kids, but I'm an idiot and I'm not smart enough to do it. You can't do worse than this. No, it's if not you can possible. teach your yeah. kid to read by 18 years old, you're literally doing better than if you can teach your kids about, you know, any sort of geography. If you can teach your kids that Alaska is not an island, <laughs> you are doing better. That like this woman graduated high school and thought that Alaska was an island and and ha- you know, yeah. a fifth of the population can't read. 
You, you literally can't screw up your kids worse. Yeah. yeah. I and, mean, anything you could do would be better. Anything. And, and uh, for those of you who do enjoy reading and learning things, go read some John Taylor Gatto. Yeah, I actually just finished one of his books, Dumbing Dumb- Us Down. Oh, great book. Excellent book. Yeah. That, so John Taylor Gatto was a um, New York City school teacher. He he taught school in a, you know, in... Um, He's a teacher of the year, right? Yeah, he won multiple Teacher of the times. Year multiple times. You in know, New York. In New York, yes. The least, then, the least free state. <laughs> yeah. And in this book, he describes how he navigated this system, but also like some of the like atrocities he committed just by being part of the system. Right. But then he kind of writes his wrongs by writing these books. Um, it, it's an excellent read and it's a you know rather short book. So I'd absolutely recommend Dumbing Us Down by John Taylor Ghetto. Uh, so far, this video has been viewed over 819,000 times, according to the whenever this article was written. This was uh, November 15th, so it's probably been viewed way more than that by now. Uh, many viewers who say they were Canadian appeared baffled by <laughs> Abri's revelation. Other viewers who said they were American wrote that they had made the same mistake. Stop. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, I it guess. probably Miss South Carolina as well. She probably made the yeah. same mistake. Remember <laughs> she that probably video? did. <laughs> about the maps? She's talking about the maps. Yeah. That's a good one. TikTok viewer Haley Hopkins commented that the video had just made her realize that Alaska is not an island. I'm so embarrassed, she wrote. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't think I would is, admit yeah, that, she, honestly. I, I wouldn't I, admit I, that. There are some things that, you know, come through the social media from time to time uh, in meme style. Yep. Like, I was today years old when I learned that. Yeah. Insert X, right? <laughs> so that's what these people are having. They're having a revelation. They're having an epiphany. They're they're going, I was today years old when I learned that Alaska is not an island. Yep. Mm. That's what's happening. And I, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, those people were like sharing this, like expecting a lot of people to be like, oh my gosh, really? You know, like. And then most people knew that, actually. But apparently, yeah. it's, it's, there were it's, it's clickbait. I mean, I got 800,000 views. I mean, I got but a the worst views. part is I'm, I'm other viral. people commented on it, yeah. agreeing with her. 14 minutes and counting for this woman. Meanwhile, a viewer who said they are a teacher wrote that they had heard this from adults many times and that they always made sure to tell their students Thank that you. Alaska is not an island. Great. That's thank you. Way to way to like you know really stepping I mean, it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, what an excellent the, teacher, yeah. teacher of the year. <laughs> Alaska is not an island. Get the Aleutian Islands. Like jeez. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. There are islands in Alaska. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure true. these people don't know that either. There are islands in Australia too. Yeah, I've been to Alaska, and I didn't know until did I did. You swim there. Uh, <laughs> Did you drive um, there? How did you get I, to I, I kind of waded like chest deep in a swamp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the winter. No, it was in the summer. <laughs> really? And you're probably going like I was, wait a minute, Alaska has swamps? Don't swamps only exist in like Louisiana, for example? No. Florida, for example? No. No. Uh, Alaska does have swamps. Uh, I got to take uh, a ride on what's known as an airboat. Cool. Oh, these are these yeah. uh, long, yeah. thin boats with the giant fan on the back. That you usually see in Florida. Powered by, right. uh, usually Louisiana. see in Florida, yeah, Louisiana, swamp boats, yes. Um, and so it was me, uh, my friend John, a couple of his friends, maybe his wife was there, I'm not sure. Uh, but we actually ran into a piece of swamp where the water was particularly low, 
And oh. so the boat got stuck, right, in this swampy Wait, area. it didn't get stuck. It got bogged down. It did get bogged down, true. <laughs> yes. Well, it got weeded down, I guess. <laughs> okay. So we all had to get out of the boat, uh, chest high in the swamp, and push the boat from the you know less watery area into the more watery area before we would actually move. Now, these swamp boats are designed to like kind of go on like damp areas, right? Yeah. You know, you weren't afraid of alligators? Not in Alaska. <laughs> oh, I thought you said wait, you were in I the Everglades. Yeah, wait, Alaska's oh. an island. There's there's alligators there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what I learned in school. I can't uh, read anyway. So. Yeah. It's a public school. Yeah, we just made all this up. <laughs> there are many misconceptions about Alaska. Business Insider previously reported, uh, partly due to its representation in pop culture, as TV shows such as The Ice Road Truckers and The Deadliest Catch yep. depict some of the most extreme jobs that people do in the state. All right. Okay. This may lead people to believe that Alaska is freezing cold and snowing all the time, with I mean, polar bears roaming the street. I mean, yeah, it depends what part of Alaska. Again, it's a big state. Wait, I said that wrong. This may lead people to believe that Alaska is freezing cold and snowing all the time. With polar bears roaming the streets. <laughs> nice pause. Yeah. I'm a polar bear. Yeah. Polar bears have big paws. It's, yeah. You're supposed to say, why the big paws? Because it's a freaking yeah. polar bear. Yeah. Big paws. Yeah. Anyway, way to ruin the joke. Uh, polar bears roaming the street. In fact, temperatures can reach up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit in summer. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, wow. And while grizzly and black bears are relatively common in the state, polar bears can typically be only seen on the state's Arctic coastlines. Now, there are this type of perception for every state, for every yeah, country, right? for every yeah, province, yeah. for every, right? Uh, every state that I've ever lived in has said something like, and he's wearing the prerequisite Washington state beard. Oh. And he's wearing the yeah. prerequisite New Hampshire beard. And he's wearing the prerequisite Wisconsin beard. So it's like, right? Like, <laughs> it sounds like guys just have beards. Yeah. You know, Did wait. You so know, it doesn't matter where you live. Men grow beards. Did you know that men with beards are just men without we- beards who have beards? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you had to live in New Hampshire to have a beard. Uh, also, like uh, or Alaska, living in Washington State, specifically the Seattle area, be like, oh, it just rains there all the time, oh, yeah. and like it, it drizzles there, yeah. like. Over the course of winter, right. it's really- fall and winter, right? Like spring and summer are beautiful. The rainy season, right. it it does rain occasionally in the spring and summer, but uh, the Seattle area does not have thunderstorms. It doesn't have torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. I moved just a light mist. I'm it's it's like yeah, it's just like somebody's drizzle. It's like Febreze with no scent. Oh, right, it's just drizzling down. Like when I moved to Seattle, I bought an umbrella. And I carried that damn thing with me almost all the time. And then finally the you were time. like, it doesn't actually rain here? All of the time. And then, like, it does rain, but, like, it's put never so much that you can't, that you can't and, just yeah. put up your hoodie, right? Yeah. Or put a hat on and walk to your car, wherever you're going, or even walk several miles. You're not going to get so wet. That's the type, the mist yeah. that I'm talking about. It's like a light drizzle, right? So I have actually used an umbrella more in New Hampshire than I ever used in Seattle. Right, which yeah, we get some crazy rain here. Yeah, especially during the springtime. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, this past oh, summer yeah. was ridiculous. So, so right. So, but there's this misconception by people who have never been there 
that, oh, it just rains all the time. And they think torrential downpour, yeah. you know, streets flooding and sewers backing up. And th- No, that doesn't happen. It's just a light mist from, oh, I don't know, October until March, right? Right. And then spring kicks in, and then it's sunny right. and gorgeous. Well, same thing with New Hampshire. Like, oh my God, it's so cold up there and snows. Like, not really, no. No, uh, yeah. no and actually, uh, not if you own a coat. <laughs> it's not cold if you own a coat. Yeah, like put some mittens on. Pe- grow, Penguin was grow saying, like, up. well, it's not. It's not wet snow. It's dry snow. It's easy it's to, a dry it's snow. Dry it's a dry snow. snow. Yeah, what like, do you like, mean? It, like when you go to Arizona, it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry yeah, snow. It's a dry you can use a leaf blower to. <laughs> I'm like, no, ninety degrees <laughs> is ninety degrees. I'm sorry, man. Like, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, Regardless. I don't care what don't the care humidity dry it index is. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'm not a fan of the tropical climates at all. Like, yeah. uh, uh, unless it's the off season, right? Like, yeah. I, I'll visit Florida like now. You know, right? Yeah. November, December, January. Good time to visit June? Florida. Yep. June? Hell no. 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 Worst nightmare. You oh, know? especially Florida yeah. too. I'm getting sticky just thinking about yeah. that. New Orleans. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just too humid. You know, I, humid. I actually went to New Orleans in July. You mean Nolens? Nolens. Yeah. yeah, in July. Why? I have no clue. I, I guess I yeah, didn't I'm put like, it together that that would be an awful time to go there. It was like 100 degrees every day. 99% humidity. Yeah, it was really it's bad. It's raining. I had a great time. It. it was really fun. Yeah, I'm like, there's <laughs> but, no um, Mardi Gras then. No, no, but I still went to Bourbon Street. Did that you? was cool okay. enough. Yeah. Did you walk around with a beer or a cocktail in hand? Yeah. Because it's one of the only places you can you do can, that. Yeah. Open carry. Um, yep. Open and carry. Open carry of an alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Yeah, that's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, in the car, too, I think. Um, yeah, You're just not supposed to be, like, drunk or something. I don't know about that. I, I think so. I think I heard that. But don't quote me. This is not uh, Louisiana legal advice. <laughs> and I think the last time I was there was a long time ago. So, what, yeah. like, 89, 90, something like that? I did get my Mardi Gras beads, though. So. <laughs> Very good. Make of that what Very you will. Very good. Very good. Did you earn them? I did, yes. Okay, all right. That's yeah. that's the important part. Yeah. I was on Bourbon Street and I was very intoxicated. Ah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the only as, way to get them. When right. in Rome. Like, if you weren't, I'd be like, you didn't earn them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it's like them when you go to Jerry flight. Springer, you know? It's like, you got to get your beads. Come on. It's like, you're here. You might as well. Um. So, there are sort of these misconceptions about all of these states, right? Uh, people think everybody in Wisconsin is fat. Right. And I mean, I, a large portion of people are really. I knew you guys liked cheese, but I think that one actually might be true. Cheese, brats, you know, beer. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually. I think Wisconsin that was, is. Some some of the stereotypes are true. Like there's some. Well, there's stereotypes for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like there's some right. things yeah. people say about New England. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But like, like all women in Oregon don't have hairy armpits. Really? Right. Huh? Yeah. Oh. There, there are there many. Are some. Right, there are at least yeah. some, right? <laughs> I mean, there's some here, and, and but like probably a, a larger percentage than other places, uh, women with the hairy armpits who don't shave or whatever. Uh, but like, it's not like an overwhelming amount, right? You know, it's not like <laughs> like if you go to like downtown Portland or something, right? You'll see some, you know, rather granola people. Yeah, you <laughs> know, but like, it's not like there's regular people there too, and they are the majority, right? right. You know, so. Make of that what you will, but there are all these sort of like stereotypes, misconceptions about uh, every state, right? Like uh, ca- like cow- cowboys in Texas, or you know, gun racks and pickup trucks, and so I mean, there is some of that, yeah, some of that here, there's some of that yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> Seen it in Claremont, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> where you need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, we have time for a call? Well, I just want to let everybody know that, you know that uh, QAnon shaman guy from January 6th? Mm-hmm. He's the guy with the... Chewbacca the, guy. The Chewbacca guy with the horns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Love face him. paint and all that. Yeah. He's running for Congress. Really? Good for him. I can't wait for him to open a congressional hearing on yeah, <laughs> that right. operation. The man known as QAnon Shaman, who gained notoriety for breaking into the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th attack, is running for Congress. Jacob Chansley has filed paperwork to run as Libertarian All right. in Arizona's cool. 8th Congressional District. As a January 6th rioter... <laughs> There's no video riot. of him walking, like the police Dude, walking I, him. It's I've ridiculous. been to metal concerts that are way more of a riot <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Than, than anything that happened on January 6th. It's a guided tour. He wore a horned fur hat and red, white, and blue face paint and sat inside the Senate chamber. Chansley pleaded guilty to a felony charge of obstructing an official proceeding. Official. In relation to the Capitol attack. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he was sentenced to 41 months in prison in November 2021 but was released to a halfway house last March. Though he previously called himself the QAnon shaman, Chansley has since disavowed the QAnon movement. Uh, Representative Debbie Lesko, the Republican lawmaker who currently represents the congressional district, announced in October she would not be running for re-election. Her term officially ends January 2025. Chansley is among the more than 700 people who have been sentenced in relation to Capital riot-related federal crimes. The U.S. Constitution does not prohibit felons from holding federal office, but Arizona law prohibits felons from voting until they have completed their sentence. So he can run for office, but he can't vote for himself. That's what it sounds like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He can hold office, too. He can hold office. He might be able to vote for himself in a re-election. After he served his time. Should he get elected? Yeah. Yeah. It does feel a little backwards. Well, you would like if that were if that were consistent across all uh, judicial, you know, law enforcement, right, prison type stuff. Then when uh, felons got out uh, of prison for whatever it is, they'd get their gun rights back. Yeah. Right. But no, that makes sense, wouldn't it? Government is inconsistent, and most of the things they do make no sense. Uh, we're out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve. Classic. Oh, thank you. Thank you to all of our callers and listeners. If we didn't get to you, try again next time. If you missed any part of the show, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com